0: operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart, that you can't take part, you
1: can't even passively take part, and you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. All right, we're back in better than ever, as always, by my side. The Detective Chimp to my Zatanna. Steven. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> You're like, wait, are we to be Zatanna or I we to be Detective Chimp? Which one's better? Mm. I don't know, Steven. You decide. it yeah. uh- <laughs> up
2: to the audience. Comment on right. now. <laughs> That's right. Uh,
1: in this podcast, my friend, we have a whole slate of comics to review. From DC, we have their big event, Heroes in Crisis number three. We have Aquaman Justice League Drowned Earth number one. Mm-hmm. We have Justice League Odyssey number three. Mm-hmm. We have Fantastic Four number four. We have Return of Wolverine number two, three, three. 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 Yeah. And <laughs> Riri Williams Iron Heart number one. I did notice something about this. Tell me. We're not, we're not reviewing the comic yet, but I want to give a little spoiler. I noticed that evidently the cover artist either didn't get a memo on how to draw her helmet or Marvel decided it was a bad look because that's not how her faceplate looks in the comic. Yeah. Wise idea. Wise idea. Mm-hmm. Though they still gave her a lot of pink, giving her the Jack of Hearts look. Or, or possibly, uh, for WWE fans, a Bret the Hitman
3: heart look.
1: Stephen's like, why? I
3: don't think that's what they were going for. Okay. <laughs> they weren't going for the Breath of their heart. I look. think they went for what do girls like? They like pink, they putter, were... and paint. <laughs> putter, and pink. Putter and pink. Okay.
1: All right. Well, Stephen, let's yes. kick this one off with the biggest DC comic there is, yeah. at least on the slate of issues to review. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Heroes in Crisis, number three. That would be Stephen's favorite title. Um, Tom King doing the words, mm-hmm. Clay Man doing the art for pages 1 and 20, with Lee Weeks doing the art from 2 to 19, and Tamu Mori doing the colors for the whole dang issue.
2: Yeah.
1: And Stephen, yes. we're going to play a little fun game here. Okay. I got my little bell. I'm going to ring it. First time we get some actual new information, Yeah. I'm going to ring it, Steven.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: See how long it takes us. Well, I like
3: I'm going gonna... to... Well, I'm going to stop right there because there's a chance that nothing actually happened here. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm
1: not going to ring the bell. All right, my friend. We kick off with Lagoon Boy, Wally West, and Booster Gold all introducing themselves to the Sanctuary computer Mm -hmm. or camera, saying their tagline and telling you how long they've been in Sanctuary. That's your first issue. Mm -hmm. That's your first page of this issue. Exciting. (laughs) And then the next page is a (laughs) single-page splash shot of Lagoon Boy getting hit by a laser
0: hmm That's it.
1: Moving on to the third page. Mm-hmm. Wow, Stephen! Yeah. Decompression has a name, mm-hmm. and it's Heroes in Crisis number three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Back in the day, Stephen, that would have been like, you know, three panels. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the third page, it's Wally West sitting in a bed, putting on the gold mask that everyone at Sanctuary gets, and telling Jai, his son, don't be scared. scared. It's still daddy. It's just a mask. Oh, boy, Steven, three pages down and nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, this is. And then the fourth page, it's Booster Gold being welcomed to the sanctuary. Mm hmm. Moving on. That's that, Feppy. (laughs) When you give us a joke. (laughs) (laughs) We're now like five. (laughs) Now we're on the fifth page. We see Lagoon Boy in the forest. He gets up and says again and gets hit by a laser again. Oh, that's the whole page, Steven. Moving on. Mm -hmm. For real. Now we're, like, on the sixth page. It's while he's in a, in a, a room that looks like a danger room, right? Mm-hmm. Just a white room. Yeah. And it, it creates a hologram. Sanctuary creates a hologram for whatever you want, right, for your therapy. Mm-hmm. And he says, I want my backyard with my wife and my kids. And they all hug him. That's it for that page. Yeah. Okay. And then we cut to uh, Booster Gold being uh, welcomed into a sanctuary. He's given his white robe and his gold mask to wear if he rec- if he desires un- anonymity while mm-hmm. in the common areas. Stephen, at this point, I'm like, this is creepy.
3: A-F. Yeah. When I, I saw not... the gold mask. I thought that was the Medusa mask for the Psycho Pirate. That's what I thought, too. But, no. Yeah, so, I'm like... It's some eyes wide shut kind of
1: shit. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> would, you keep, would you get therapy in a place like this? They gave you a white robe and a gold mask to wear? No, I would leave. I'd say, you guys, some... this is a cult. You guys are crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm out. Yeah. This just... I don't know if they were trying to make Sanctuary a creepy, awful thing, but that's what <laughs> they did. They made it a creepy, awful thing. Yeah. Anyhow, well, that's it for that page, by the way. Yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no more. Uh, but now we go back <laughs> to Lagoon Boy, and he's lying there, and he asks the Sanctuary how many times I've been hit by this laser, and there's like 300 some times, and he goes, well, you know, I, I, just, I, I just keep, I remember, I think back when he was at Titans, and I see Power Boy being stabbed, and Little Barter being screamed, and the laser hits him, and I see it every day, every day. I can't stop. Okay. Um, I do remember that run of Titans, by the way. Yeah. Powerboy is a pretty good character. That's a waste of a good character. Little Bardo was a cool character. Actually, that run of Titans was better than people give it credit for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyhow, we then cut to uh, Captain Cold facing off against Wally West in his Flash costume with uh, Jai and Iris in their costumes. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's your page, Steven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, I mean, literally nothing happened. It, yeah. It, then we get a one-page splash ah. shot. This, I don't think Tom King understands the one-page splash shot. I don't think he understands the point of a one-page splash shot. I think that if I was an artist, I would hate drawing a comic for Tom King. I I, I, I would hate it. I'd be like, dude, you're killing me. This one-page splash shot is just Booster Gold standing there holding his head. That's mm. it. That's a one-page splash shot, Stephen. And literally, it's just the witty repartee between the sanctuary computer. It generally has uh, snarky Seinfeld-style uh, humor <laughs> built into it.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, trying to get Booster to pick a location for his hologram therapy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's it, Tim. That 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 that's your page.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Then we come back to Lagoon Boy, and guess what he's doing? Uh. He gets hit by a laser three more times. Yeah. yeah. This isn't that complicated of a plot line with Lagoon Boy. Yeah. D- talk about.
3: Yeah, we got it the first time when he said what the problem yes! was. Yes! Yeah.
1: Just hammering it into the to the point where you're just like, okay. Um, and then we cut to Wally tucking Iris into bed and her commenting how silly it was. The way that uh, Wally and Barry got their powers was pretty silly. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I agree. All right, moving on. Next page. It's Booster Gold in the hologram room, but there's no hologram. It's still white, mm-hmm. no setting. But in a chair across from him is another Booster Gold, the hologram Booster Gold. And the hologram Booster Gold evidently also comes with super snarky, witty repartee built into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And they engage in some witty repartee about how really this is all Booster Gold have come up with. He could have been with a Tamarian princess in Hawaii, but he chose this. What kind of therapy? Inv- I mean, oh, I know what kind of therapy would involve that, <laughs> but I don't think that's appropriate for the situation. Um, yeah. And so, and then, and then, um, you know, Bush was like, You're not supposed to be judging me, you're a computer. And then the computer goes, um, Who's judging you? Uh, by the way, what's going on with your forehead there? Are you losing your hair? I, 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 I Stephen, I get the concept of uh, comedic relief. Mm-hmm. I, I get it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, Comedic relief also, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, comedic relief has to be properly timed for the type of story you're telling, the scene, the setting. And honestly, some stories, I would submit, there's really never an appropriate time for uh, comedic relief. If you're doing a a movie about the Holocaust, maybe there's no comedic relief in that. You're not going to have a wacky character spitting out a couple of zany one-liners. You know, uh, a movie about child molestation uh, or abuse. There are certain movies that don't have comedic relief. They are. There are quite a few really good movies that deal with weighty, complex psychological problems Mm -hmm. that never have comedic relief at all in it. I would submit if you're dealing with a story where a whole bunch of people with serious mental problems are treated like, um, uh, well... One-dimensional plot devices in order to kick your story off, and um, these incredibly serious psychological problems are supposed to be the substance of the story. That maybe you don't interject random witty banter mm-hmm. inappropriately, or am I off base?
3: Nah, not really. Yeah,
1: I just I don't get it. Yeah, we then cut back to Lagoon Boy. Guess what? Laser time again. But luckily, it's cut short because we get the emergency alert from Sanctuary's computer. Yeah. Thank God. Telling everyone to go to the nearest exit and to leave mm-hmm. the property. But not Wally West. He suits up in his flash suit, and he goes, uh-uh, no. Yeah. This is the only page I liked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a nice splash shot. It's him in action. This, by the way, is how you do a splash shot. Yeah. This is how you do a splash shot. Mm-hmm. He's in action, and it gets across the heroic nature of Wally West in one panel. Mm-hmm. The, emergency, the, computer's telling, the Sanctuary Alerts, telling everyone to leave, go to the nearest exit. And Wally suited up. No, yeah, good job. We then cut to Booster beating up his hologram, and um,
3: he hates himself. He hates
1: himself. Do you get it? Yeah, Do you get it. You get it. Get it. He hates Do you himself. Get it? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. All right. <clears throat> um, and so then the merciless hits, and then we cut to outside the doorsteps of Sanctuary, mm-hmm. and we see Hotspot and Kid Devil who. I know him as Kid Devil from Teen Titans. Again, but I'm telling you, that run of Teen Titans, it was really better than people want to give it credit. It really, it really was. It really was. <laughs> and Kid Devil is actually a, a character that had lots of potential. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there you go. You got to have cannon fodder, right? Yeah. Um, into now the
3: traumatize the fans. <laughs> in, in,
1: into the fridge you go, <laughs> yeah. Kid Devil. <laughs> and uh with him is also gun sh- uh gunfire. Yeah. Okay. I don't know who that, wait, Now.
3: Is that one of those like new blood people from back so. the 90s? Yeah. I think so. Yeah.
1: And Lagoon Boy stares at him and suddenly he is harpooned or he's stabbed. I like to think he's harpooned because <laughs> get it? Lagoon, yeah, Boy, yeah. Harpooned. Lagoon Boy harpooned. Lagoon Boy harpooned.
0: And he collapses to (laughs) the the ground.
1: And this is, I forgot to mention earlier in the scene where he's talking about why he's trying to work through his fear of getting killed. Mm
3: -hmm. Because
1: he saw his teammates get killed. Yeah, And so he's afraid of dying. Yeah. And so he just says he wants to be able to get to the point where he can laugh about everything. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, he gets harpooned, he's dying, and he starts laughing.
3: (laughs) It's so
1: cheesy oh my god it is so cheesy i started laughing yeah (laughs) it is so cheesy and then we cut to wally west holding roy harper's corpse oh no soup for you if you thought you were going to get to see roy harper in a dramatic cool death scene going out like the true hero he is Mm -hmm. nope nope not gonna happen Mm -hmm. but wait can it get worse oh it actually can yeah, it can because while Ro- Wally is holding Roy's dead body, mm-hmm. he gets hit in the head from behind, and he's dead. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> uh-huh. You I, uh, really? That that's that. <laughs> that's how you're gonna kill him off. <laughs> I, wh- I I don't. That is so dumb. I, I At this point, of the issue, I was just like, I, I thought my brain folded into itself, then blended itself, and then oozed out of my left ear onto mm-hmm. the ground. It was yeah. that dumb. Wow.
3: Yeah, it was at that it was at that point where I, I said, "Okay, um, I don't think this is. I think this is all a simulation. I don't think this is actually happening." I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and just tell you that because <laughs> this can't I be mean, real. No. Nah. I mean, I don't think they were found. They were they died where they were found in the first issue because so I went back and I looked. like I don't think that's the same
1: place. They weren't. They were in different. Lo- well, the ones that outside were outside. Yeah. But Wally and and and.
3: I, I thought they were, were inside. inside. They weren't on the doorstep. I don't know if that's they were. It. I was like, okay. So anyhow,
1: yeah. Uh, then mm-hmm. Booster goes, and then oh, it's Harley Quinn. You yeah. realize? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she goes, looks, and there's Booster standing there, and she goes, "I didn't know you were here." And he goes, "Actually, it's my first day." She goes, "Neat. How's this going so far?" And he goes, "Well, everyone's dead." <sighs> It's as if Tom King has literally never read a single issue with Booster Gold in it.
0: Mm -hmm. Ever. Mm -hmm.
1: I just... Booster Gold wouldn't react that way after seeing a bunch of heroes getting killed. This man is a Justice Leaguer. This is a man who had amazing character work done to him with the fifty two story I mean just amazing character work done fifty two did amazing job mm-hmm. with Boucole's character amazing job and post fifty two his character hit seriously new heights
0: mm-hmm.
1: this guy became just an incredible hero and justice leader mm mm-hmm. I cannot reconcile what I'm getting here with that. Mm -hmm. I I just, I I can't. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm asking a writer to uh, cater to some niche character delivered in some unusual way 30 years ago.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You know? Uh, And then then we end the issue, which I think is in the most, this is the most fitting ending to this issue. Mm -hmm. An issue about nothing Mm -hmm. ends with a final page about Nothing. Mm -hmm. I think this is so appropriate because literally you just see Commander Steel, Gunfire, uh, nine small panels, and Mm -hmm. each one has a different character. Commander Steel, Gunfire, Tattooed Man, Narc, Red Devil, Protector, Poison Ivy, Solstice, and Nemesis all introducing themselves and saying how long they've been a sanctuary. That's the end of the issue. Mm -hmm. Steven, here's in Crisis number three. Lay it on me.
3: Okay, well, um, um, I'm done. I'm not making any more excuses. This was terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Stephen is someone who 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 did a, a spirited, I would say, a spirited defense of issues one and two. Yeah.
2: Yes,
3: yeah, and yes. and and, uh, and I, because I, in those, I, I forgot, I forgot to mention. I usually try to give something, something like this, like you know, three issues. If we're not going anywhere, right. then I'm. I'm ready to to drop to not to drop it it's a big event I can't drop it because you're going to make me read it. Um
1: <laughs> just give up hope. Yeah, and um, lower expectations.
3: Yeah, and we've and we've hit that point. Um yep. okay. So yep. yes. There's there's a way to have done this that um would have been interesting, uh not creepy, sanctuary. Yes. And to have like made a made an impact. Maybe it's um like a, like maybe 3 pages of the Lagoon Boy story and then the alarm goes off and he looks, like oh, I wonder what that is. Yes. And then you need to go to Wally West. And then you need to do, maybe do something with Roy. Maybe the characters that you actually showed at the end of the issue who were not in the issue at all. Yes. Right. it's like what are they there for? Why are why are we here? But of course that no. would also require um maybe a little something called uh subtlety visual yes. storytelling. No, there's no, subtlety here. no subtlety. No subtlety. Um uh real character work. No. Um, an understanding of, like, the characters at play, like, <laughs> what the problem, like, yes. I mean, okay, like, we get it, like, Wally West, like, the thing with him and his kids, that messed them up, and, okay, I get that. Yeah, I got it. Um, and that was probably the least offensive thing that happened. Yes. But it was still, and splitting it out over, like, one page, one, and then you don't get their, another thing until three pages later, that doesn't make any sense. No. That's stupid. No. Unless you were like, it's like a tent situation and the three people are coming across something and each page reveals a different information, that's the only way that works. Yes, Um, agreed. But that's not what happened here. So, you know, Lagoon Boy has his little monologue on the third page. Then you go to Wally West, he's got the thing with the kids, he's hanging out with the kids, he loves them, and then he cries when they have to go away because they're not real. That's how you realize it's a hologram. There you go. And the alarm goes off. Uh, Booster Gold, that, God, that... (laughs) He, he explains what it is which he does do in his little yes. monologue not in a full page flash no. shot it's like oh is that what this is okay cool where do you want to go and then he ends up fighting himself they don't have to talk just show somebody like watching him yes and it's like you know okay well he clearly has problems whatever and then you go to the, the next one next one next one but each one reveals something more about the facility yes more about like what's coming up yes and I'm sorry the ending I, that's not what happened that's a simulation I cannot that's no you cannot and accept that. I can't accept that. There's no way. <laughs> I cannot accept that. And this. the fact and the fact of the matter is that it, it goes against stuff we've already seen before. Like I mean, I know like those two were the only ones that survived, but like they they wouldn't give away the farm that fast. And it's too obvious. Yes. It's like, no. So why why are you doing this? Right. And there should have been a hint of something like maybe um, a booster saying, no, that's not right. That's not what happened or something like that. would have been interesting, but they didn't do that. They just, right. went, just spilled this crap at the end and then you would have those story set up and then when you see the final page splash shot with all, well, not the splash out the nine panels, I was like, aw, well, they, they were here to get help and they didn't make it, but that's not what they did. They right. did something right. stupid. Right.
1: God. Yes. Oh. I, I, this, this was just <laughs> Awful. This is awful writing. Yeah, this is bad. It is. It is. It is bad, and from several standpoints. And we're talking just on basic, basic, yeah, writing storytelling, basic
3: writing basic approaches. comic book storytelling.
1: Yeah. What? Look, the whole series has been hurt by him, by King, treating this like your standard issue, standard issue police procedural TV show. Yeah. And and starting it after. All the After killings the have happened. Yeah. That has robbed the event of any tension mm-hmm. or excitement. Yeah. It has completely, completely robbed the event of any impact. Mm-hmm. And then it's made worse by poor plotting,
0: mm-hmm.
1: poor pacing. Yep. And poor character work.
0: Yes.
3: And
1: these are just technical defects with the writing. Mm-hmm. I don't care about whether you, you like the basic idea of a story. Yeah technically those three technical aspects of mm-hmm. the story are just the bad
3: every story bad. has an idea that somebody might like right. somewhere it's but... how do you execute it yes. it
1: is executed in a terrible flawed fashion mm-hmm. uh, so by by starting this big event we already after all the murders have been done yeah okay what happens with this issue is you don't care yeah because you already know what is going to happen there yeah. is no Tension. Mm-hmm. There is no nervousness. Yeah. There is no wonder. Mm-hmm. There is no dread. It yep. is just, yep, everyone's dead. So happen, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm okay, come on. When, when, when are we going to get to these people getting killed? Yeah, and, when no, get being and, killed?
3: No, and only two survivors. Like, okay, well, maybe they're teased that some people have got now. Like, right. oh, are these the people who got out? Okay. Right. But no.
1: no. There is no tension. There's no dread. Mm-mm. There's no hope. No. There's no nothing. It is robbed of any life or action yeah. or energy at all. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't start the story the way you did. That was a fundamental flaw at the beginning. Mm -hmm. If this issue, Stephen, had been the first issue, Mm -hmm. now it would not have gotten rid of the bad plotting and the bad pacing and the bad character work Mm -mm. and the idiotic deaths. It would not have gotten rid of that. But if this had been the first issue, would it have been more exciting? Mm -hmm. Would it have been more emotionally engaging and more surprising? Yes, sure. and yes, and yes, because mm. you, you wouldn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. So so the fundamental flaw of starting it where they started it has really hurt the whole series. Mm-hmm. But then they've doubled down, and let's talk about it. The plotting and the pacing is atrocious. Yeah. Nothing happens yeah. in this issue. We learn nothing new. W- yeah. We already knew everything about Sanctuary that they tell you in this issue. That's right. Okay, There's mm-hmm. nothing new here, yeah. and we, didn't, we already knew why Lagoon Boy was there. Yeah. We knew that. We knew why Wally West was there. We yeah. know why Booster Gold mm-hmm. We don't learn anything new. We learn okay. nothing new at all. Yeah. So you have zero plot progression. Mm-hmm. You could skip this issue, Steven. Yeah. And you'd be fine for the next
3: issue. Oh, yeah. I agree.
1: There is zero plot progression mm-hmm. until the very, 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 very end where you see Wally getting killed by Harley and her talking to Booster.
3: Which may not even be real.
1: Right. So... Um, that's horrible plotting. Yeah, it's horrible plotting mm-hmm. and it's horrible pacing. Yeah, it is pathetic. Mm-hmm. It is rampant decompression. This issue is full of filler. Yeah, it's pure fluff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a, a, that is it's insulting to a reader. Yeah, and it's it is. it's just stealing your money at that point.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's stealing your money. Yeah, and then we get to the character work. The character work is atrocious. Yeah, it is as if King. Has the research skills of Brian Bendis, <laughs> i.e., none. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just going to write the characters I want to write them. Mm-hmm. I don't give a crap. Which uh, I'm not saying you are, uh, You must be a slave to what has come before you. But sure. there are. It is a shared universe, mm-hmm. full of characters you don't own. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And kind of what happens when you take this gig. Yeah. It, it comes with certain downsides. Mm-hmm. One of the downsides is a shared universe with a continuity, and characters you don't own. And you have to honor the continuity and the shared universe and the characters that you don't own. Yeah. Okay? So the way he writes Booster Gold is unlike I've ever seen a character.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: To the point where it's just, it, it takes me out of the story. It is so irreconcilable.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, it appears that the only research King did for Wally West was to read his Wikipedia page.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He, appear- he has zero touch
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the character. Mm-hmm. He has zero He, he has zero knowledge, he has n- zero feel, he has zero touch for mm-hmm. Wally's character yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, mean, completely zero. Yeah. Read how Joshua Williamson has handled Wally's character on Flash. Mm-hmm. That's a guy who has a great feel for the character, yeah. who did research and has a good feel for the character.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's clear that King either uh, doesn't care about the character,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and is like, whatever, this is just fridging material for me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And that's how he's handling the character. The problem is when you write characters poorly, Mm -hmm. it it robs the story of any impact on the reader. Yes. The character work is atrocious. Mm -hmm. All the characters in this issue are as bland and as generic as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. And the dialogue is as equally bland and generic as humanly possible. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Harley is a caricature. Yeah. And everyone else is just a bland character.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the dialogue and the character work go hand in hand in that. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get to the story itself. It's shallow. Yeah, It is so shallow. Mm-hmm. It is It is as thin as it comes. Yeah. Uh, it. it I, I likened it, when I reviewed this for the comicbookrelation.com, I likened mm-hmm. this issue to a, because it's Christmas time now, right? Sure. It's December. Sure. You know those big chocolate sands you get mm-hmm. that are completely hollow? It's yeah. just like a thin, thin layer of chocolate. Yeah. But they look, they're big, with yeah. the gaudy colored foil wrapping. They look impressive, right?
0: Yeah. Well,
1: Heroes in Crisis it's a big event Mm -hmm. it's got big name characters it's big and gaudy and impressive looking isn't it Mm -hmm. but you open up the you open up the issue and you start reading it and it's like when you unwrap the foil and you take your first bite out of that chocolate Santa and it's totally hollow Mm -hmm. and it's just a thin 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 piece of chocolate and that's all you're getting there's no content to it there's nothing there there's nothing substantive at all there that's this issue
3: you're being generous by calling it chocolate (laughs) yeah I am our type. Um, I am. I would say it's maybe something that looks like chocolate, <laughs> but I would, I would, I would liken it to one of those coins. You're like, oh, this has to be a chocolate coin. And yeah. Then you eat it, and then it's an actual coin. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's, There is no depth to the story, Stephen. No. This is as shallow as they can possibly mm-hmm. be. And he takes weighty issues, weighty concepts, mm-hmm. and does nothing with them. Yeah. He treats them in the most cursory fashion possible, Mm -hmm. pays lip service to these weighty issues about mental trauma and therapy and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. It's pure lip service. Yes. There's nothing there. How he handles these themes, as you pointed out, they're done in a very Mm -hmm. ham-handed way. Ham-handed, simplistic manner. Yeah, there's no depth or texture or nuance or intelligence at all to how mm-hmm. he handles it. That's at right. all, it's yeah. terrible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you get to the two deaths, and uh, let's assume that I, 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 I'm going to assume that this is real because you know one of the cardinal rules of writing. You, you learn this in any MFA program. Yeah, you can uh, offer misdirection sure. and mystery to a reader. Mm-hmm. What you cannot do is overtly trick the reader. Sure, That is a cardinal. You don't do that. That is a surefire way to lose the reader's trust.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? And once you lose the reader's trust, the story's done. Yeah. There has to be a certain set of rules to your universe in the story you are writing. Mm-hmm. And you, as the author, have to have a certain amount of honesty and integrity in what you're doing. Now, you can, again, create mystery. You can create entry. You can deliver mystery. mystery direction, mm-hmm. but you cannot intentionally trick the reader. Yeah, If this is revealed not to be real, that is intentionally
3: mm-hmm.
1: that is not misdirection. Yeah. That is not mystery. That is intentionally trying to deceive the reader to the point where the reader has no trust in the story and the author at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You cannot do that. Yeah. This just one th- I, I remember being told, because I tried to, I did that, I remember from one of the stories I wrote in one of my MFA programs and I was told immediately, you cannot, you cannot actively Trick yeah. the reader like that. It'll mm-hmm. ruin your story. Yeah. So let's assume he hasn't broken that rule,
3: mm-hmm. and this is real. Yeah.
1: It, Roy Harper has been around since 1941, mm-hmm. Stephen. This is not a minor character.
0: Yeah.
1: This is a character that deserves, again, King may not like him. King may not give a crap about him. Mm-hmm. and That's fine. But it's not King's character. Yeah it is DC's character to do with what they wish, then mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. You want to kill a character off, fine. Death means nothing nowadays. Since Bucky yeah. and, and and Jason Todd, death means nothing. You know they're all going to come back at some point.
2: Mm-hmm. I,
1: but just because death has no meaning doesn't mean you treat it sure. without meaning. Mm-hmm. It still has to be treated properly. Yeah. And you still have to give respect to the readers. Mm-hmm. You have to. Mark Miller said in a, in, I remember in an interview he said a while back, I remember saying, you know, I always try to, Treat any character with respect, even if I'm not a huge fan of him, because I have to realize that to some readers, this character means a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and that's important. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to kill off Roy Harper, you have to give him an appropriate death. Yeah. An appropriate death befitting of a character that's been around since 1941. Mm-hmm. It's not a no name character. Yeah. Even more so for a character like Wally West. Mm-hmm. This is even more egregious to me. Mm-hmm. This is even more egregious. Wally West is a character that, for me, Barry Allen is the Flash. Mm-hmm. To me. Sure. But I fully acknowledged it to a lot of fans.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's Wally West. Yeah. Okay? And I acknowledge that. The fact is, Barry was Flash from, what, 56 to 86? Okay? So about 30 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wally West was the Flash from 86 to 2009. Yeah. That's 23 years. hmm Okay, okay, Barry has seven years on him. It's not a huge difference. Sure. Okay, <laughs> it, 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 23 years, 30 years, those are both incredibly long runs. Yeah. So for a lot of fans, especially ones who read comics between 86 and 2009, mm-hmm. Wally is the Flash. Yes. He is one of the Th- the marquee characters in the DCU period, full stop, end of story.
0: Mm-hmm. But, uh, without a doubt. Yeah, that's right.
1: It literally blows my mind mm-hmm. that you would treat a character like that with so... Such disrespect.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it blows my mind. Yeah,
1: the, There's no excuse for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, there is no excuse for that. That is not how you handle it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is not how you handle it. Yep. When Barry Allen got killed, he got a heroic death.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But this, I, I, I'm speechless.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Speechless over it, Steven. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Anyhow, that, that's my take on it. Yeah. I, it, this is a bad big event, big event. Mm-hmm. This is a bad story. Yeah. It's poorly written. Mm-hmm. It's poorly conceived. It's poorly laid out. It's mm-hmm. poorly delivered. It's a bad story. Yeah, from top to bottom, it's a bad story. Yeah, and the sales numbers are
3: showing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, it it's not just us. It's
1: not just us. If you're already in the eighty thousand range by your second issue, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah,
3: people just aren't buying into it anymore. It's like. And say okay well either well they know this is all going to get undone mhm or and, and they just don't care
2: mhm
3: or they just think it's terrible <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or it, both
1: it's amazing it yeah. blows my mind
3: yeah it blows my mind <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, and i uh, just another thing i when i knew that i was going to give up was when um lagoon boy his page is just him monologuing about his problems and um now, you know, for a first draft, when you're just trying to get your ideas out there, that's fine, but people with mental issues people in with any issues at all period, don't monologue about it right That's just not how people talk people mm-hmm. you know they you can have the maybe somebody who like says big words or is a little pretentious, but they still don't monologue Mm-mm. nobody monologues Mm-mm. ever mm.
1: <laughs> <Mm-mm>. no <laughs> just show just show booster punching himself,
3: yeah, you don't have there's no no need to talk, just no. show it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it it it's so simple, it's the like we always say this, the economy of space yes. storytelling, if you have a comic book, you don't need to have page of blah 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 just show it.
1: Agreed. Come on. Agreed. And, it, and, and, these I, are, and these aren't concept yeah. deep plot lines, anyway. Come no, on, Steven. This is not. basic stuff. This is basic stuff. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> it's like nothing. Nothing that hard. Yeah,
3: it, it, this issue could be rewritten five ways off the top of my head to make it yep. better than this. But I don't. Yeah, I'm. 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 It's just yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm not holding the torch for it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. Indeed. And you can do whatever you want. Indeed.
1: Um, Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So. Um. So, how'd you grade it out, Stephen?
3: Um. I'll give the um, give the writing a two. The art, the art's okay. Yeah, it's fine. I guess. So, I'll give that a six. I'm, I'm gonna the agree. The reason that. I'm not giving it a one is, is that I have read worse.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna go right with you, actually, Stephen. Uh, uh, two Night yeah. Girls out of ten for the story. Six Night Girls out of ten for the artwork. And a big old pass on this event for me going forward for sure. Yeah. Um, All right, Stephen, let's take a look at Aquaman Justice League Drowned Earth special number one, shall we? Yes. This issue uh, brought to us by the creative... uh Uh-oh. Where'd it go? (sighs) There we go. The creative team of Scott Snyder doing the words. Francis Manipal, Howard Poor, and Scott Godlewski doing the art, hi-fi, and Manipal doing the colors. And in this issue, Stephen, we have Aquaman and Wonder Woman returning to save the day... With the big tide, right, Mm -hmm. and fighting the big cosmic um, kraken.
3: Yes, (laughs) and
1: you get a big messy fight scene. And the long short of Aquaman reaches out to the old uh, to the cosmic sea gods Mm -hmm. and says, "Look, um, you guys weren't the bad guys. Poseidon lied to everybody, Mm -hmm. and because Poseidon basically he basically framed them as bad guys when they weren't." Yeah. and banished them into the graveyard of gods. Mm-hmm. And so it was really the Poseidon who was the bad guy, not these people. And yeah. so Aquaman's trying to reach out to them to say you guys are really good. Let's
3: Yeah, let's make this work. Mhm. And uh, Mera's is like no, like we need to you need to kill them. <laughs> exactly. And Aquaman gets
1: convinces her to to not do that. And uh, so basically by reaching out to the to appeal to the good side of these gods who mm-hmm. are angry over what's happened to them, they realize yeah. that, okay, Poseidon was the bad guy. We need to let go of past transgressions and mm-hmm. combine forces, and they do. And, of course, Black Manta doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the cosmic gods withdraw Aquaman's power from Black Manta, get mm-hmm. it back to Aquaman, which enables Aquaman to uh, whip some butt on Black Manta. Mm-hmm. and then they stop the Cosmic uh, Kraken, right? Aquaman grabs uh, the spaceship and flies into the Cosmic Kraken to use his uh, powers to get rid of the Cosmic Kraken.
3: Yeah, the, um, and the, the apparently Atlantis had, a, had an ancient spaceship yes. in the city, and so Wonder Woman goes to launch that, and that's when Aquaman jumps on, yep. flies into the Kraken. And Big explosion. Yes.
1: Saves everybody.
3: Mm-hmm. The
1: tide is gone. Everything is restored. Yes. And they think Aquaman is
3: dead. D- well. To be fair, for like maybe two panels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, they have like a memorial for him, like a statue yeah, they have a for statue, him. Yeah. And then immediately they're like, well, you know he's out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, And you see an unconscious Aquaman washed up on the beaches of some.
3: some unknown. Uncharted, unknown area. And
1: that's where we're going to kick off the new. The new creative team on Aquaman in mm-hmm. Aquaman number forty-three. The new creative team that's coming aboard, Kelly Sue DeConnick, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and so there you go. That's that's the end of this big Drowned Earth special event. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think, Steve?
3: Um, I mean, we kind of went through it pretty fast. There was a lot in this, but it, it kind of it could be boiled down to that. I really like this. I thought it was a mm-hmm. great ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was not only a great ending to just this little event, or um, to just like the continuation of the storyline of just like, I thought it was a great ending to what they've done with Aquaman since they did the rebirth. Mm-hmm. Cause he started as the King, then he was overthrown. Then he like, he was in exile, but then he overthrew the kingdom. He installed Mara. And so he's kind of been listless, not mm-hmm. knowing what to do. And now they've said, you're the Mariner Aquaman. You go and you explore, you travel. And then now they've gotten him to this place. Yes. Now, without forgetting that he's a hero. Yes. And, um, I really, really like that. I love the, um, <laughs> uh, for I mean, I love I've loved the whole way how they've inter-, inter intertwined it with what Scott Snyder's done with Justice League. Yes, like the whole thing was yep. set up so the Legion of Doom could steal the totality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that Black Manna, uh turned on Lex Luthor.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's like, no, screw you. This is a- I'm doing. This. this is my show. Mm-hmm. And and when he needed help. Lex just said no, sorry, your connection's spotty and just left him. <laughs> See ya. That was awesome. <laughs> but I also really liked just that, you know, it it felt like I mean it was a it was a lot to take in, but I thought at the end it was yeah. suitably, you know, a good end to the story. And I would agree with you on that. I, I yeah. thought that this issue got a Little
1: chaotic, yeah. I think it, and it did. It, it got a little lost a little focus, it mm-hmm. got a little chaotic, yeah. a little messy, mm-hmm. but in the middle part, sure. but it pulled it together mm-hmm. and it stuck the landing, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's been a, overall, it's been a fun event, yes. Anyway, and even though things got a little chaotic, mm-hmm. felt a little rushed, and <laughs> like we are doing a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though it, it, it came together well yeah. and it ended well and it was a nice, um, it, it was the, a good way to end uh, Aquaman's story arc mm-hmm. and a good way to set him on a new course with possibly a new focus and new purpose. Mm-hmm. So I like that about it. Yeah. I w- hope that we get Aquaman back on Justice League soon, though. I, sure. don't, I, I don't like him being... Um, on his own for too long. I, I, he's yeah. a good asset for the team. I, and he belongs. He belongs on Justice League. Mm-hmm. That, that's fitting of a character of his stature. Yeah, as one of the icons of the DCU and one mm-hmm. of the main pillars. So I think he deserves to be in the Justice League. So I hope they get him back on the team soon enough. Yeah. Um, but I, I am a, interested in his um, in his new direction. Yeah. I think there is a lot of potential here. Mm-hmm. I think his character is even better than ever before.
3: Yes. I think they've
1: done a lot of good character growth
0: mm-hmm. with
1: his character. I think they've done a good job um, giving him a n- renewed purpose and mission mm-hmm. in the DCU. So I think all these things are great things. I'm yeah. um, feeling very good about his character. I think his character is in a very good position. I think that the um, future is pretty bright yeah. for Aquaman going forward as well.
3: I think so. Mm-hmm. And... Um, well, I guess it didn't bother me as much because I really enjoyed this, but I do agree that in the middle, it was like, oh, in Atlantis, there's a spaceship that Arian yeah. and the Amazon's Amazon yeah. are going oh, to exactly. do this, exactly. No, now the cheetah's here, where would yeah, it yeah, come yeah. from, and oh, this and this and this right. and this, and oh, and Batman has Lex Luthor like shooting at him now, well, where would that come
1: from?
0: But it's still fun. I mean, it was still fun. It
3: was
1: a like, fun read, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Very fun. <laughs> it, was just, it was just like, whoa, what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold together, guys, get together, but yeah. But, but, it, 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 but the issue was very fun, yeah. It was, uh, it, again, you get a lot of content for your money, yeah. This is huge, Definitely. you get tons of plot progression, tons mm-hmm. of content, and um, good story, lots of action, really fun, mm-hmm. um, positive superhero, positive vibe, superhero yes. story. Mm-hmm. So, big thumbs up from me in that in that
0: mm-hmm. fact.
1: This is what I like to see. Again, DC, just they get it with superhero stories. They, they yep. get it. It's big action, but at the same time, really in-depth stories with lots of cool, interesting plot lines, mm-hmm. good character work, really engrosses the reader, envelops them in the cool setting mm-hmm. of the story, yeah. and then entertains you. And the whole point is entertainment and
3: fun. Yeah. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's a good reminder that it, no matter how how like how dire the situation is that it's still fun. Yes, you know, and yep. um, I am interested to see what they do with Mara and Atlantis because one of the gods survived. I think it was yes. Tide. I there think was so. The, the woman. Uh huh. So I'm curious to see what happens with that. Yep. Um, and also, I mean, just what happens with the Legion of Doom. Now they've mm-hmm. lost one of, and they've lost one of the seven forces that they needed because Aquaman has that yep. back. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see going forward what they do. Indeed, and my friend. you know, thinking about all that stuff after a big event is, I like that. Heck it's, yeah, man. It's good to think about that kind of stuff. Totally
1: agree. Uh, how would you agree to Aquaman Just League Drowned Earth number one?
3: Um, I would give the, the writing, because I really enjoyed this, and mm-hmm. I do acknowledge the problems, but... It, like you said, it, it was just a lot of fun. It pulled mm-hmm. together well, so I'll give it the story an eight. Mm-hmm. I did, I did like the art. Um, I could tell when certain people were coloring and when certain people weren't. Yes, but I thought it looked nice overall, so I'll give that a seven. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect.
1: I will go. Um, I will go a shade bit lower than you. I'll mm-hmm. go seven Night Girls out of ten for the writing. Okay. And for the art, I will go um, I'm gonna go seven night girls out ten for the artwork as well. Okay. So straight sevens. Right. Solid, solid issue. Justice League continues to be yes. a really fun title. Mm-hmm. Anything written by the Justice League crew, whether it's Justice League, Justice League, Dark Justice League Odyssey, that whole crew, Tinian, yeah. Williamson, Snyder, good stuff. Still gets thumbs up for me. Oh yeah. Uh let's Thinking keep that train. <laughs> exactly. Keep that train going with Justice League Odyssey. Number yes. three. This issue uh brought to us by Joshua Williamson doing the words, Mm -hmm. Felipe Briones doing the art, Jeremy Cox doing the colors. Mm -hmm. In this story, uh, we've got Azriel and Jessica Cruz, Starfire and Cyborg in the ghost sector. That is the sector of the universe where they put all the planets that they freed from Brainiac Brainiac during the... Uh, justice League. Um,
3: no justice. No
1: justice storyline, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's where they are. And in this universe, they view Starfire and Cyborg and Asriel and as their
3: old gods. Yeah. That's, that's kind yes. of the central mystery is how is that even possible? Right. Maybe because they're part of the team that freedom? I don't know. Yeah.
1: We don't know. But we that, don't the, know. <laughs> we don't know yet. But they're viewed as the old gods. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what we have is um, we also learned that in the ghost sector we have Rapture, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a character I'm familiar with.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't think he is. I think he's a character from that sector, like that was created for it. But he's very modeled after Azrael. He even mentions Absolutely. him as a god that he's trying to serve, and yes, that and he looks cool. I mean, he looks he like, like great look. Azrael on Earth, but yes, like, like oh, that's so awesome agreed and agreed. what was great is they in the scene where he shows up they they lead you to believe that it's like a batman clone I mean, yes. yeah i know azrael's batman clone but you know Right. but like they have the eyes like batman and then it yes. cuts away and it's like oh no he's got the sword and it's, yes. and it's oh it's alien azrael <laughs> it is basically alien
1: azrael <laughs> yeah. and we see that rapture is um is uh i guess uh claims to be the loyal servant of azrael mhm and that Azrael is the only person who can lead these worlds to their destiny. Yes. So Rapture is searching for Azrael. Mm-hmm. And we see our heroes. They are now landing on a dormant pla- planet. They're looking for um, some uh, Kaluan technology
0: mm-hmm. yeah, to, repair to repair their, their vessel so they yeah. can
1: get back home. Mm-hmm. And they've tracked the only trace of Kaluan activity to this one planet. And uh, so they're, we've got Starfire. She's hurt. So Cyborg hangs back with her. He's trying to work on the ship and take care of her. Mm-hmm. And while they're working, a alien shows up at their ship, claims that he's unarmed and just looking for warmth
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the vessel. And uh, the alien says, hey, I'm also a medic. I can cure your your friend Starfire as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. We cut to Jessica Cruz and Azrael out and about looking for the Koluan technology. Yeah. They come across an alien who is a slaver. Mm-hmm. And he and a bunch of other aliens have enslaved the remaining Kaluans mm-hmm. that they captured as revenge because these aliens were all in the bottled cities, the yes. Kaluans that Brainiac had mm-hmm. captured. So they hate the Kaluans because they're in bottled yeah. cities. Got it, right? So they're making them slaves. And when Jessica and Azrael say, uh-uh, this, we're not going to stand for this, yeah. the alien slaver goes, well, I'll make you my slave too. So <laughs> we get a big old battle. And that gives us the action. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to the alien medic who heals up Starfire. Mm-hmm. And so the cavalry can arrive because Azrael and Jessica are like, we need help. We're getting overrun. And then yeah. suddenly here comes Starfire and Cyborg.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they join the battle. And they everyone starts kicking butt and doing well. Um, and we then cut back to the ship and see that this alien medic mm-hmm. is none other than Seed mm. In disguise. And he goes, yes, they're working together exactly as I planned. <laughs> and then he disappears from the scene. We don't know what he's up to. Yeah, And then we see the Kaluans seeing um, are the bad The slavers are defeated and the Kaluans all Think cyborg. And they call him the machine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, the machine has returned. They start praising him. Praise the machine. Praise the machine. And they start bowing to him. And you see one of the alien slavers, he's like, oh, he's, he's hiding. He's one of the survivors, and he calls Rapture. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Tells Rapture that um, you've been looking for the old gods. They're right here. And um, they're on Wreckage World. That's the name of the planet. Mm-hmm. And Rapture goes, mm, okay. That's interesting. I would have thought the machine would want to go to the world in the ghost sector that is his home. And that's where Rapture is. And it's this mm-hmm. technological world with a big, giant, massive statue of cyborg. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of the issue,
3: Steven. Mm-hmm. Justice League Odyssey number three. What'd you think? Um, well, I've, uh, out of the three Justice League titles, man, I, I really like all of them, but I found this one to be probably the most um, interesting.
2: Oh, interesting. it's an okay. interesting okay. interesting
3: setup mm-hmm. um it's uh, despite not having been a fan of the collection of characters I think that they are a unique group of people agreed and I, I kind of like the way they play I like I really like the way they play up uh, like cyborg and starfires relationship I know uh-huh. that he's not part of the Titans anymore but you really feel that yes like lifelong friends mm-hmm. anything for her or whatever and I really, especially in the last issue, they showed that um, Azrael has some has some ulterior motives going on as yes. to why he's here. Yeah, and we're not sure what it is. He's hearing another voice. Yep, from the Ghost Sector. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's kind of he's kind of nuts anyway. But he is. <laughs> <laughs> And then you have Darkseid, and you don't know what he's doing. Nope. He, I mean, the first issue was like, look, look at that! You're the old gods. We need to do something about right. it. And then he just d- disappeared. But. So I've I've been really interested to see where this is going to go, and I just, I continue to be interested because mm-hmm. the they seem to have cured Starfire. She was like blessed by a priest who worshipped her, mm-hmm. but she mm-hmm. like started exploding with power. She didn't know how to control herself, and of course the medic who healed her was Dark Side. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know what he has now, mm-hmm. or if he has that power. Whatever it's 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 a lot going on, but it's. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. very interested, and you have the Rapture character. This world with the giant cyborg statue looks so cool. Mm-hmm, indeed, and I'm like, man, this. I really dig this. I, I totally thought I, I thought this was going to be the one that I was kind of lukewarm on, but I, I, agree, I agree as well. Really, I really <laughs> like it. Joshua <laughs> yeah. Williamson knows knows how to tell an interesting story.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I, agree. I really like the art. I yeah, love the art. The art is good, too. I, I'm with you. Just League Odyssey was the one that I was expecting to like the least mm-hmm. because of the collection of characters. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a random grab bag of characters. Mm-hmm. And outside of Starfire, I was a huge fan of Cyborg. When
2: Back with Titans, the Titans, yeah. I
1: have not at all liked Cyborg since the New 52. Sure. It's just not the same character at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so Starfire is the only one that I really like. Yeah. As currently constituted. Sure. And uh, I've never been a huge fan of Azrael, and I've always thought Jessica Cruz is about as exciting as a <laughs> rice cake. Yeah, so. I mean, and,
3: and to be fair, she's playing more of the... She's she's a little blander than the others, but I feel like she very still much serves so. a purpose. She is. She's very she's bland. Kind of the, she's kind of the guide. Like, yes. But... Other yeah. than that. It's She's like, the weakest well, link of the weakest all the weakest link, but not terrible. But not like yeah.
1: doesn't make you run away screaming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yes. not, not offensive. <laughs> but I so I, yeah, this is the one title I was I was, mm, yeah, I was very lukewarm on mm-hmm. as well, like you. But I've re- Joshua Williamson. Gosh, like, you know, I praise him all the time with his mm-hmm. work on Flash, and he's just he's just turned out to be such a gem of a writer for yeah. DC. He is such a good mainstream superhero comics writer. He really mm-hmm. is. And this this issue again it continues the surprise of this title it's this was a fun read i I, I know we keep saying fun we keep saying positive but I mean it, 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 is, ba- it yeah. bears it it bears reinforcing mm-hmm. because it really is even when dealing with you know uh action and yeah. and, and war and <laughs> planets crumbling and stuff it's still fun
3: yeah you know because the the planet they first escaped from. Like at the very beginning of the issue, they, they blast off and it's like the planet's exploding. It's like, no, the planet is forming some kind of cocoon. Like, what does that even mean? Right. We don't see it, but it sounds cool. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Williamson has a lot of
1: cool um, sci fi concepts. Yeah. He feels comfortable in this genre. Mm-hmm. He's having fun with it and it's obvious. It te- <laughs> you can tell he enjoys it and he's yeah. having fun with it. He mm-hmm. likes this genre and he has a lot of really fun creative, interesting, wild, zany concepts that he's thrown out there with all these planets in the ghost sector. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I like that they're taking the ghost sector, something that spun out of uh, Justice League No Justice, that you could have easily ignored, Yeah, but they didn't. They created this entire sector from these planets that had been captured by Brainiac and, uh, and 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 they're 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 examining it and investigating, it. and that's mm-hmm. such a cool thing. It's a great thing to do when you create something new. Yeah. Then spend time to investigate that corner of the DCU. Mm-hmm. That is awesome world building. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, and and Williamson's great at world building as well. He's, He's shown that on Flash, mm-hmm. and I, I also gives you a chance to deal with the uh, remaining Kaluans that are out there that don't have a home planet anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's so much spinning out of No Justice that is. That warrants investigating. That warrants expanding and examining to make DCU that much richer and more interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they're doing it in this title. And surprisingly enough, this cast of characters, um, even though Jessica Cruz is super freaking boring, <laughs> she doesn't yeah. turn. She was not going to turn you off. It's just she's no. not, she's not really going to engage you. She's just there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm finding. I'm liking seeing Cyborg and Starfire together. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being the old Teen Titans fan that I am, I like seeing these two characters together. Mm-hmm. And that makes me happy.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: actually finding Azrael to be interesting, mm-hmm. a character that I was never interested in before, and I'm finding him to be interesting now. Mm. And uh, this new character of Rapture, I think, is super cool. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> awesome, and I like that Dark Side is involved with the team, but not like a straight up member of the team. Right. He's more of this manipulator from outside trying to
3: mm-hmm. push
1: things into uh into a direction that will favor him.
3: Yeah, he's which still is, a villain. Mhm. Which is
1: great, so. which is yeah. gorgeous how I like to see his character used less is more with him. Mm-hmm. And I like him being the unseen hand behind the scenes. So I like that role for him. Mm-hmm. I, I I it's it's just you get lots of action, mm-hmm. Stephen. There's tons of action. This yeah. is a fast-paced read. It's a very lively read. There's lots of action and adventure going on. You don't go more than a page or two with <laughs> a planet blowing up or someone getting attacked or someone fighting or something. I mean, it, it's like, you don't go that long without something yeah, energy-filled right. happening, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just, it's such a lively read. Yeah. And it's, it, it, in, it's really well plotted. It moves forward with a purpose. It moves forward at a nice pace. Mm-hmm. You can tell Williamson has a clear direction in mind, and he's going there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that all these pieces are start are going to slide together, and they're all going to make sense. Mm-hmm. I like that. So yeah. I mean, again, good plotting, good pacing, good action, uh, good character work. Mm-hmm. I think nice dialogue as yep. well, um, generating some good chemistry between mm-hmm. these characters. Um, I, I I gotta say it, it's it's just, it's just another fun. Action adventure story. Yep, it's really, really entertaining, and it's worth the cover price. Oh yeah, it's worth the price of admission. Absolutely. So, big thumbs up for me.
3: <laughs> oh, yep. Same here. dude. um, you basically said it all right there. <laughs> uh, just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be surprised because I know Joshua Williamson's a good writer. Yep. But still. Wow.
1: <laughs> good stuff. How would you get out Just League Odyssey number three?
3: Um, I would give it I'd give it straight eights. I really, really liked yeah. it and I thought the art was really good. Yes, yes. Um, it's, it's got all you need right In, here. Indeed,
1: indeed, mm-hmm. my friend. I will go uh, a little bit less than you. Seven Night Girls out of ten for the story mm-hmm. and eight Night Girls out of ten for the writing. Okay.
3: All right, there you go. I'm Look just really positive on DC today. You are. Well, except for that one. <laughs>
1: exactly. And on that note, we flip over to Marvel. All right. We check out Return of Wolverine number three. Written by Charles Soule, art yes. by Declan Shalvey, colors mm-hmm. by Laura Martin. And in this one, we have the X-Men, uh, Kitty Pride, uh, Jean Grey, and Storm learning that oh, Wolverine is back. Logan is back and better than ever. But this time he is with um, Sotiera. So they're like, well, maybe he's come back as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. We don't know what version of Logan we've gotten. Yeah. So we need to investigate. Sure. So the X-Men decide to send a small team there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not the big team because, you know, Logan might flip out. Yeah. Small team. So then we cut to um, the city, which is um, uh, Persephone city, mm-hmm. right? And we see Logan's there with the uh, female scientist that he's helping uh, find her son.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, her name is Anna, and there, uh, Wolverine's like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna, um, I think I'm just gonna go ask where they took your son. <laughs> and she's like, you're <laughs> gonna ask, and he's like, Whoa! You know, I'm gonna ask nicely at first, but that doesn't work. Not so nice. Not <laughs> nice. And then we get to uh, a blackbird arriving on um, Persephone's in Persephone's city, and out rolls uh, Jean Grey, uh, Storm, Kitty Pryde, uh, Iceman, and Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. So that's the small crowd. It's the small X-Men we get. Yeah. Well, they are met by the police,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Persephone's police, and the residents of the city. They don't take kindly to mutants in their area because right. with mutants come problem. Mm-hmm. So they get all mad and they attack them.
3: What's interesting is Jean Grey, they're like, no reason with them. She's like, I can't. It's like their their minds are hollow.
1: Yes. Yeah, so now you're so thinking, are they like automatons? No. Are they Maybe mind that's... control? Are they robots? Are or they zombies? Are they? Zombies?
3: Like, we don't know, right? That's what that one's miniseries is about, The That supposedly killed Dakin.
1: That's right. They were zombies. So they could be. We don't know yet. But that was a nice little, what's going on there? Mm -hmm. Something not right with these residents of the city. (laughs) And so the police and the residents attack. And then we cut to Logan going, whoa, whoa, something's going on. I can smell it. I can sense it. People are getting hurt. I got to go help. And so he races off. Then we cut to Persephone being informed by her military that, um, one of her military men that, um, the X Men are there, and uh, Logan is running over to fight them. And should they intervene? And she's like, "Nah, let's let them fight. Either mm-hmm. Logan's gonna kill them, we win. They're gonna kill Logan, we win. Let's mm-hmm. just see what happens."
3: Yeah, take the wait and see approach. Yeah. Okay. And even because the guy brings up, well, they the X Men came here, they violated you know, the agreement. Should who ha, are we gonna kill some mutants like? Let them think that. Let them think that. that exactly. Exactly. It's not going to matter soon anyway. Yeah, because she's focused <laughs>
1: on the, their, whatever their mystery main yeah. plot is So we don't know yeah. about. Their big master evil plan. Yeah,
3: which is like low-key super badass. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. And so Logan arrives in the scene. He sees uh, the one of the residents. He's all beaten up and... and uh, He's like, one of the kill teams, Sir Tierra's kill teams, is battling the X-Men. And then we come back to Wolverine's mind, which we've been to, mm-hmm. where he's got all his various personalities locked up in prisons, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, uh, the uh, hero one, the traditional brown and yellow Wolverine, mm-hmm. goes, hey man, I know all their secrets.
0: Mm-hmm. I can tell you how
1: to beat him. Yeah. So Logan's like, all right, tell me. He goes, Nightcrawler, here's the pattern. When you fight him, he always teleports in a pattern whenever he gets tired yep. or... He's distracted. He teleports in a certain pattern.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You
1: just have to time your pattern right. You'll yeah. take him out. And he does. He times the pattern right and, boom, knocks out Nightcrawler.
3: Right. I, I do want to say for that one, it's very interesting because he's got the claws, but as he goes to punch, the Nightcrawler, them. he retracts them at yes. the end. Yes, Which... Because I thought it was weird that they had the hero Wolverine be mm-hmm. the one to say, well, I know how to take out the X-Men, but I think that's where that comes in. Yes. Is he, is he still... That one recognizes them, yeah. Exactly. And then he attacks Jean Grey
1: and uh, takes her out. And then, oh, no, he goes to attack her, and Iceman attacks Mm -hmm. him. I apologize. And then Iceman's freezing him. And Logan's like, I'm frozen. And I can't breathe. What am I going to do? I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. So he he goes down to another jail cell. Mm -hmm. And Patch is like, in one of the jail cells, he's like, "Ah, you don't want this guy. You don't want this guy. He's a real. He's that's the berserker. Yep. You don't want him. You mm-hmm. see the berserker going, bub. And then mm-hmm. uh, L- Logan's like, "Well, I'm just, not, I'm just not gonna lay down and lie. Not a- die. I'm not gonna do that. Not, mm-hmm. not gonna die again. Not gonna happen." So he takes the key to unlock the berserker's cage. And the berserker's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and you see him unlock, and then the berserker goes, "Yeah," and pops his red hot claws. Yep. And you cut back to Iceman fighting. uh uh, Iceman and he's all frozen, mm-hmm. right? Totally encased in ice, and you see yeah. his clo- claws start to glow red, and he busts out. You see, he's sliced Iceman in half, <laughs> and that's the end of the issue. Yeah. All right, Steven. return of Wolverine number
3: three. What do you think? All right. Well, I when we were going over the the I almost said box office <laughs> the the sales for last month. I. I was kind of wanting to give this one, like, as ter- in terms of the big events, kind yeah. of a, a pass because it's not written like a big event. Correct. Yes, it's written more like you know, just the the exa- an examination more of Wolverine as a character. Yeah, and ca- trying to, to set him up to be returned. Yes. and and then abused by Marvel because that's what they do. Ugh, yes. Um, <laughs> but I still really, I still really like this one. The I like that the X Men. Are back in now, but, but what's mm-hmm. more interesting to me is how they choose to react to that, right? Like, where he Like, the stuff with the hero version mm-hmm. in his head, um, and how he restrains himself, he doesn't mm-hmm. kill Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. and um, that's a good contrast with the Berserker, yes, and slicing I, Iceman in half, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. And that's the one that I thought was interesting because I thought that was gonna be like that was gonna be like the final villain almost, like in yes. his head, like he. Everybody except for that one, because that's the monster. That's the version he's trying to run away from all his life. But to have it come back right now is also interesting because, you know, I mean, that's where his fighting spirit comes from. So I'm interested to see where they go with that. I really like the scene with uh, Persephone where she just she's that really cool villain. It's like, eh, oh, agreed, agreed, agreed. Let him think it. Um and we'll just we'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. But and not in a lazy way, but just in a I got this. Yeah, like, low key. They're not gonna stop me. Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. it's perfect. It's perfect. Exactly. And um, the art is not as uh, is not as defined. No. I uh, guess. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. And, I, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it either. I thought the action scenes were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I kind of wish we had what we had last time. <laughs> yeah, well, I totally agree. Yeah. Completely wasn't agree. it um, McNiven? Yes, it was. Yeah, well, he's, anything from him is a step down. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so I, I liked it I, overall. I thought it was a fun issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: You got... I like the, act, the, the three strengths to this issue to me mm-hmm. were this one Persephone mm-hmm. continues to be, they continue to flesh her out. Soul is doing a good job with her character yeah. and making her more and more of a compelling villain. I like her low-key cool mm-hmm. approach. It's awesome. She's, she, I, I like how she handles it. It makes her seem a lot more daunting that she's not your typical megalomaniac villain yeah. who's just going to pop off and go crazy and act predictably. Mm-hmm. I like that she doesn't act predictable I like that she's just supremely confident and calm, cool, and collected. Mm-hmm. I like it. It makes her character a lot more interesting and a lot more appealing. So good job with Persephone. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. Oh, yeah. The second thing that this issue did well would be the, um, uh, the character work with Wolverine in continuing to show the different versions of Wolverine in his mind. Mm-hmm. That, that he has that he, his multiple personalities that he always has to deal with. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. And I love the Berserker, obviously very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the hero version, who knows the weaknesses of his teammates. <laughs> and then the third thing this did well was give you some, uh, some, some nice action mm-hmm. with Wolverine um, kicking some butt near the end. Yeah. Um, so those are the three things that I enjoyed about this issue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what I didn't like in this issue, and I can't give this issue a pass if I'm going to ding other issues like sure. Heroes and Crisis. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of plot progression.
3: Yeah, nah,
1: There's not a lot of problem. If you mm-hmm. skip this issue, Steven, let's be honest. If you skip this issue, what would you have missed? <laughs> what would you have missed? You uh, wouldn't have missed anything. Yeah, you you really wouldn't, because you're yeah. gonna pick up you're gonna pick up number, issue number four, and he's gonna be in Berserker mode, ready to face off against the X Men. Mm-hmm. So what did you miss? You missed him selecting the Berserker. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Stephen, what else happened in this issue? There was no other plot progression.
0: Yeah. There
1: was zero plot progression.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's it. The, the only plot progression you got was he selected the Berserker at the end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you introduced the X-Men into the story. So sure. you introduced the X-Men into the story, mm-hmm. and he selected the Berserker at the end. And that's really it. Yeah, it's, it's only n-
3: two bell dings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not a lot. Yeah. That's not a lot. Now, I like Soul's dialogue. I like his character with Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And unlike Heroes in Crisis, if you have good character work and good dialogue and a story that has a lot of nuance and texture to it, Mm -hmm. then you can get away with not doing as much plot progression. Sure. And that's why this issue is going to get a much higher score for me because Charles Soule delivers really good character work, Mm -hmm. really good dialogue, and is really immersing himself in what makes Logan tick. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of texture to the story. Yeah. And because of that, you can give a pass on some sure. not getting much plot progression. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think that's the critical difference between the two issues. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and um, and just this kind of story that's been. I mean, yes, it's him. He's trying to find somebody, but it's more psychological. Agreed. In Agreed. a lot of ways. So, in stories like that, it tend to be a little slower. Agreed. Because they have to take the time to explore what they're they're feeling and all that. Right. Right. So, I mean, because I mean, I do agree. I did notice like the the lack. Like, okay, so they're on the island. And he literally stops plot progressing with the with the doctor to yes. go. Oh, let me go over here, right. and do this <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I mean, but like you said, I mean that that is a ding. But at, when I first read it, I didn't really notice it. Like, right, well, of course he has to go fight the X Men. But right, because you're enjoying I, the character
1: work so much. Exactly,
3: exactly. And, and later on, I was like, well, I guess nothing really did happen. But I still I still liked it. Yeah, it was yep. still it was still a um, a. a you know, an oh, enjoyable read. Yes, there you go.
1: Agreed, agreed, my friend. How would you grade out Return of number three?
3: Um, I would give the writing because um, well, I don't know because sixty seems so low. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a seven. I like that. The way that he's he's constructing the story still, I, I agree. I did enjoy it. I agree. It's not as good as the other two, but I, I agree too. We <laughs> have to give it a pass. Mm-hmm. Um, the art, though, I'll give the art. I will give the art of four. Yeah. It's not terrible, but it yeah. is less than
1: average. For yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that, Stephen. Yeah, six night <laughs> girls out of ten for the writing. Yeah. Um, and four night girls out of ten for the artwork. Okay. Uh, But I still like the issue. I still am enjoying the story, Mm -hmm. and um, Soul's still doing some uh, some good character
3: work. Yeah. So there's that. That's how how I do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I usually go like seven to seven to ten. Is I liked it. Right. Varying levels of like six to four is like. Is mediocre and then three to one is just you you done messed up. You, you done messed up. <laughs> um, done, all right. You done broke it. <laughs> number, uh, let's see. Let's check out Fantastic
1: Four, number four, shall uh, we? Four,
0: four. <laughs> yeah,
1: you like that? You like that? Oh, yeah, um, they had to get to it eventually. I know. <laughs> um, and this one is uh, The Words by Dan Lot, The Art by Stefano Caselli and mm-hmm. Nico Leon, and The Colors by Eric Arcanega. Um, basically, what we have here is. Um, the Fantastics have appeared on the scene. They now own the Baxter building. Yes. And the Fantastics are a, uh, a, a cut-rate version of the Fantastic they're, they're Four. They're knockoffs, yeah. Yes. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic with an X. Yeah. Um, I and
3: mean, thankfully, they do acknowledge that. <laughs> uh, yes,
1: yes. Yeah, and the team, the team is made up of, like, you know, two-dimensional man. Mm-hmm who is like their Mr. Fantastic.
3: Yeah, and there's an ice-looking monster that's the he's like their
1: thing. Um, and then... And, and, and
3: I don't know what those two do. Those yeah, two.
1: I don't know. The two women... I don't know what
3: they do. Yeah, I don't either.
1: Anyhow. But they're supposed to be Invisible Woman and Human Torch. Right. So... So we see that uh, back um, we cut back to uh, our team, all, all the uh, members of the Fantastic Four and extended mm-hmm. members, yes. um, about to leave the interdimensional universe where they are. But mm-hmm. we've learned that the Dragon Man and the Future Foundation are going to stay to mm-hmm. continue to, um, I guess, their research.
3: Yeah, and they're trying to find the the molecule. Man, I said he's he's not like most people. If there's a molecule that exists, he can come back. Bingo. So.
1: so they're going to, they, they, this is slot basically taking the Future Foundation and putting them in one corner of the universe mm-hmm. and moving forward with the Fantastic Four. Future Foundation really being a Jonathan Hickman creation yeah. and a Jonathan Hickman love. And I don't know if anyone really gives two craps about the Future Foundation other than Jonathan Hickman.
2: Yeah. So
1: Jonathan Hickman's getting a bit of the Grant Morrison treatment here, mm-hmm. where once you leave, the publisher's like, yeah, okay, we're going to put everything you did over yeah. here and yeah. just kind of ignore <laughs> it now, which I don't really blame Marvel or Dan Slott. Sure. I don't really care about the Future Foundation, per se, now that Hickman is gone, either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a Hickman thing. Sure. So, at this point, the FF, they all transport back to Earth. And when they get back to Earth, they're outside the Baxter Building, and who do they see? The Fantastics fighting the Wrecking Crew. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, immediately our heroes go. Uh, Johnny Storm's like, "Let's get on it, let's go, guys!" Yeah. And things like, "You know what, man? I'm done. The Fantastic's this new group are right here. Fine, they can handle it. They don't mean it. <laughs> I'm gonna go see my fiancee who I'm missing. Yeah, Alicia Masters." And Franklin's like, "You know what? I'm, I've had enough fighting too. I'm gonna go with Uncle Ben and see, <laughs> and, see and see Aunt Alicia." Yeah, I just thought it was a great reaction. Yeah. Like, you know, what a great reaction that is. Like, you know, what? this super team has it. Yeah. Need to be here. We're out. Like, it'd great to see Super. You always see Super running into an action when there's a fight. Yeah. Like, isn't it great to see. What's like? You know what? They they actually have they it. got it.
3: Yeah. They got it. it. It provides the explanation for okay. Well, Spider-Man's fighting somebody. Why doesn't somebody help him? Like, exactly. Oh, I think he's got it.
1: He's, he's got it. Moving on. <laughs> I'm gonna on. have lunch. <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, Mr. Fantastic, Invisible Woman, and Human Torch jump into the battle. And of course, Sue tells Val, "Stay back. You don't have any superpowers." And she's like, "Being smart is a superpower." Mm. <laughs> okay. And
3: it works for Omnia as Joe. I guess so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or used to <laughs> right? And so during the battle, um one of the uh Fantastics um oh, sorry, uh, they've noticed that um the crowd is yelling about how Miss Fantastics, I guess one of the characters is Miss Fantastics, mm-hmm. is so awesome. And they're like and and uh, Reed's like, "How did how did how did they know her name?" Mm-hmm. What's going on here? And, and they start to see like People in the crowd have signs made up, fantastic signs yeah. made up, and they're starting to put two and two together, like something's going on here, something's yeah. fishy, right? We cut them back to Alicia Masters Loft. Oh, Ben hugs, uh, you know, uh, Franklin hugs, mm-hmm. cute reunion, yay. Then we go back to the fight. <laughs> and at this point, um, the Fantastic's publicist is talking to a, <laughs> this is great, a publicist, <laughs> is talking to the reporter <laughs> about her awesome team, right? Yeah. And the, the team is 2D, Hope, Iceberg, and Mrs. Fantastic. Okay. Um, and at this point Val goes, I figured it out. Got it. I know what's going on. And Val tells the wrecker, this is all a uh, plan by the Fantastics. They hired the wrecking crew to stage this attack mm-hmm. so they can get some publicity. Yep. And the uh, wrecker's like, "Hey man, you know, <laughs> if you if you pay, she, oh, Val offers him to double his pay if he stops right now." Yeah. Then he goes, "Double the pay? Deal, boys." she said. <laughs> Shut it down. (laughs) And so, and the reporter's like, what is going on? The Fantastics all egg on their face, and the publicist Mm -hmm. is like, oh, you screwed up. And then, of course, the wrecking crew all get arrested, and they're like, hey, we had a deal. (laughs) And Val's like, I lied. I'm a teenager. I have no legal right to make that offer. (laughs) And so, um, anyhow, at this point, the uh, Fantastic Four is kind of like, you know, you know what? You can have the Baxter building. And. Because I think
3: they bought it, didn't they? They bought it
1: for Spider Man. No, that's right. When he went bankrupt. Spider Man. Spider Man bought the Baxter building when he was a billionaire, then he went bankrupt, sold it yeah. to the Fantastics.
2: <laughs> and
1: uh, Reed's like, you know what? Dude, we're not going to fight you for it, whatever. It's just a building. We're a family. It's all that matters. It doesn't matter where we stay. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, guys? Shake. They all shake hands and go, go for it. We wish you lots of luck. Be awesome. The world needs heroes. Yada, yada, yada. So it's like, you know, when the, 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 the one baby face wrestler tries to give a, the rub to the new baby face wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> um, at this point, you know, Miss Fantastic's like, you're right, Val, you know, uh, being smart is a superpower. Like, no, it will not save you from getting killed in the battlefield.
3: Yeah.
1: So anyhow, we then see the thing show up with the old fantastic car. Yep. He's like, come on guys, <laughs> come with me. And he's like, y'all can all stay with me. And, and um, you know, Reed's like, I don't know about this. It, you
3: know yeah, there's too many of us there's the too many apartment. of us isn't it
1: <laughs> and um, and things like dude I own the whole building <laughs> and then Reed's like you know I can start making some uh, modifications to the structure and make this a real headquarters <laughs> and things like oh you're starting to scare me Stretcho. out <laughs> and um, they all enter the building and um, Sue asks him hey I forgot to where should we forward our mail to what's the address here and Ben's like trust me you're gonna like it and you see a four on the door yeah wah, wah, wah. that's the end of the issue mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic Four number four. What you think?
3: Um. Well. Uh, finally, I.
1: Only four issues into it, and we're finally finally got the Fantastic Four back.
3: Oh, well, we finally got the Fantastic Four back! But also, I finally like. Hey, it's Fantastic Four, and I like know. them being together. I and know. Jeez. It's like, yay! <laughs> well, it I wish it had only <laughs> taken one issue. It took us four issues to get here. Yeah, it's like well, we're, so that means we're gonna do this going forward, right? Uh.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: talk about slow walking the story, Stephen. Yeah.
1: I mean seriously, mm-hmm. this is just
3: Yeah, cuz Yeah, that um
1: and we kick this, this is what got me, Stephen. It's like mm-hmm. you started off with uh 3 pages of introducing the Fantastics. Yeah. And you're like, okay. that was a bit much for yeah. what is kind of like a bunch of unimportant characters that I don't think are going to yeah, factor the story." Yeah, they don't the even story really
3: get any Development.
1: No, so you spend three pages on characters that get no development that don't really yeah. matter. Okay, mm-hmm. that's weird. And then you spend one, two, three, four, five, six. Six pages, Stephen, just teleporting the various members of the Fantastic Four back to Earth.
3: Mm-hmm. Six
1: pages of it.
3: Yeah, six pages,
1: Stephen. Th- th- honestly, Stephen, that was a one page scene.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, seriously, that six yeah. pages we got there was no content to it.
3: Yeah, it was it just was a bunch just, of babble. Yeah, it was a bunch of winks and nods. Though, hey, Logan, is that you? you? Remember when you started oh, in the I don't Fantasy Four? Talk about it. Hey, Ghost Rider, are you the one that's on the Avengers? <sighs> okay, I don't think, Oh my God, really? <laughs>
1: remember when I started in the Fantasy Four back in the day? Yeah. Oh yeah, my! My adventure counted. Yeah, cool. Yeah, if that had it's been just,
3: the if that had been the only one, uh, then I would have taken it. But it's, just, it's six pages. It, it's something that hasn't po- shown up yet. Right. So it's like, okay, well, that's teasing something in the future. But it's six pages of it. It's six pages yeah, of which
1: version of this character are you? Which version of the character are you? Yeah. When were you on the team? When were you on? Six
3: pages, where's like the, just. Where's the Hulk? Go oh, now! It's Bruce Banner. Oh, he doesn't like being taken advantage of. I didn't need to wait three pages for you to come out and say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, like uh, Hulk was the only Fantasy Four member that didn't get teleported here. Oh, surprise! Oh, wait, yeah, oops. he did. He was just hiding. Yeah,
3: I just, it just, it was six pages. And of We knew just... that because he was in the last issue. Thank you. Snuck by somehow. Thank you. Like, so come on, guys. Like really, it, it just, it was six pages of come yeah. on, get uh, us there already. Yeah, you know
1: and what and I know. Mean? And and then a, you get what yeah. one. Two, three pages of the Fantastic Four standing around deciding if they're going to help the Fantastics or not. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. No, I I take it back. It's, uh, yeah. And then you get one, two pages of them actually fighting. Mm -hmm. One page of Ben at Alicia Master's home. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, at least that's a nice little reunion. Yeah. And then one, two, three, four pages of the Fantastics fight. Stopping, being exposed as frauds, and then Mm -hmm. the Fantastic Four shaking their hands and saying "Hope you do well." Yeah. And then the one page of them arriving at their new building, and that's the end of the issue.
3: Yeah. What happened in this issue, Stephen? Yeah, that was what I'm. If I'm really honestly, if I'm going to go with, if I'm going to like break it down, I think the negative is the (laughs) negatives Mm -hmm. are that really it. It's a it's really a lot of nothing. The yes. fantastics are, are nothing. They they it's a it's a clever little oh, this is what was going on. It kind of except it took too long to get there. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's like, okay, well, whatever, but and getting them reestablished in a really weird way, like People, the Fantastic yeah. Four are back, and they're like, "Oh wow, they're really rusty, aren't they?" It's like I don't. That's not really how you sell them coming back. No, like, it's a big deal that they were gone, right? And people would talk about that, yeah. Like in other comic books, like, come on now, but um, and then the, the stuff at the beginning, it's it's just that's my bit. That's the big issue that connects to every other issue is that it's just too drawn out. Yes, it's like get to the point already, right? Um. And the, uh, I will say that the stuff that I did like, I really liked them Mm -hmm. all together. Oh, I agree. Interaction as characters, I was yes agreed. At at first, like with the with the slow taken, the stuff with the the I was like, oh my god, like we're, I wasn't, I didn't think that it was gonna work out. I was like, come on guys, like let's just get it to what's important. The Fantastic Four. Thank you. Now that we have the Fantastic Four. As drawn out as this she was like, okay, I'm happy to see them back. Yes. I like the way they've reestablished their relationships. Yes. Um, there's a lot of cute moments. Agreed. for Fantastic Four fans. Agreed. I like all that. Agreed. I just hope we can tighten it up. Yeah. It's, oh, it's not Jesus, like yes. it's not like in, you know, in Iron Man where he sounds like a a Robert Downey Jr. Ugh. Clone right, of clone, right, right, right. Of The Iron Man, the movie. Yeah. They, these feel okay, this is an actual family. Yes. They are back. Yes. And I really enjoyed that. That actually gave me, made me walk away from this with a more positive feeling than a yes. negative feeling. Agreed. However, the negatives are still pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> I know, I agree. No, I
1: think the best, the, the, the good part about this issue is yes, the character work and the dialogue mm-hmm. of the Fantastic Four themselves, not anyone else, but the Fantastic sure. Four, okay? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: uh, the character and the dialogue is fantastic. The, the, their their external voices are well-defined. Mm-hmm. Their personalities are well-defined. Their chemistry is great. is the ex, excellent excellent chemistry between the Fantastic Four members. They mm-hmm. feel like a family. They yeah. act like a family. It is really well done. The strength of this issue is the Fantastic Four Back in New York, back together
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a family, the character work and the dialogue, very, very good. That's the strength. That's what gives me hope going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Slot has the right dynamic, mm-hmm. the right chemistry, the right feel for each of the characters. It really works. Yeah. That's the strength. Now, he needs to step back and work on his technical side of his writing yeah. because the plotting and the pacing suck. <laughs> Sucks. It's pathetic that it took us four issues, Stephen, to, to get where we are. Yeah. Nothing happened. Everything that happened in issues one through four don't matter. Yeah. It's not like he was creating plot lines for the future. Yeah. No. He everything was that shedding
3: happened, potential plot lines.
1: Thank you. <laughs> so everything that happened in one through four, we're never going to see again.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. So it. it The plotting, the pacing has been atrocious. It shouldn't have taken this long to get here. This is a joke. And he still hasn't given us the mission statement for the title. He still hasn't installed a single plot line for the future yet, Mm -hmm. Stephen. We have no roadmap for the future. We have no mission statement for the title. We have not been told what we can expect going forward. Mm -hmm. We have no plot lines, A, B, or A, B, C, D plot lines. One,
3: two, three. Long range, midterm, short term.
1: (laughs) Nothing. You know what I mean? Installed. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And that's the kicker. We're at the end of the fourth issue, Mm -hmm. and I feel like we haven't installed anything yet. Yeah. Going forward, no plans have been installed going forward. No long term, no short term, no mid range plot lines have been installed going forward. Yeah. We got to now do that with the fifth issue we got to now install the plans with the fifth issue? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, I mean, again, high marks for the character work and the dialogue, the chemistry, wonderful. Mm-hmm. He has to go back. He needs to just the technical aspects of the writing, the plotting, and the pacing are just atrocious. Yeah. Got to fix that. Mm-hmm. Got to fix it going forward.
3: Yeah. If they had marketed, if not as Fantastic Four 1 through 4, but the return of the Fantastic Four, a miniseries. Bingo. This would have been okay. That would have been okay. This would have been fine. Yeah. And then next issue that one through Fantastic four. Fantastic Four number one. Then yeah. Fantastic <laughs>
1: Four number one comes out next month. Yes. And you go. Mm-hmm. I completely, you are you. you hit on the head, Stephen. That would have been the right way to do it. No, I agree with you. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Because that's how it read. That's yeah. what it read like.
3: exactly. And it's, it, I don't know. That, that, that part is incredibly frustrating. Because it's like, wow, we really have, Nothing for them to do apparently. Yep. Yep. But um, and I and I like the art. I lo- I really like Stefano Caselli's art. Um, I love Caselli's artwork. Yeah. I Always have. And he's maybe it's not as as it's not great as good as it's as usual. It's I not still, as good as
1: usual. I'm guessing that's yeah. because of uh, uh, being paired with Nico Leone. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Caselli when he's on his own and does his oh, own yeah. when Kelly does mm-hmm. when Caselli does his own pencils and inks. Yeah. His art is gorgeous, yes. mm-hmm. gorgeous. When someone else inks his pencils, it's still good. It, yeah. But it's, it's not, not as good as, as, good as when good. he, when he inks it, it's just glossy and sexy and beautiful. Mm-hmm. God, I love his art. Yeah. I'm with you. So I agree. Good.
3: But, um, so yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's solid.
1: It is. It absolutely But
3: does. I mean, just the issue as a whole, mm-hmm. but it's, it does need a lot of work. It does. Yeah. But I have hope for the future. I do, yeah. How would you grade out Fantastic Four number four? Um, I would give – I'd give the writing a six, bumped up, only because I really – it was just nice to see the Fantastic Four together again, sounding like them. Mm -hmm. And the art, I'll give a seven. There you go. I will
1: (laughs) give the story – I'm going to give it five Night Girls out of ten – I, I can't get past the technical flaws, even though I have high hopes for the future going forward. Sure. I will say that. Going forward, I've, I've, I'm i confident. More confident than I was before. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm feeling important. more confident than I was <laughs> in the first three issues. Yes. Um, and the artwork, I will give it um, 7 out of 10. Yeah. All right, my friend. Yep. Last Title. Uh, Ironheart Re Re Williams Ironheart number one Steven you know me I can't resist number one title I made us to to our detriment come on man I, I I read Shatterstar number one for crying out loud I read Iceman number
3: one. I, I will read, well, I will I read, read anything. I, and I will hate you forever for making me read Iceman <laughs> number one. I will read anything. That was atrocious. I will
1: read anything with a number one issue on it.
3: And with <laughs> and at that, that is my bottom mark for number one issue. So, <laughs> will this go below it? Oh we God. shall see.
1: Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, Stephen, this issue is brought to us. Eve Ewing is the writer. Kevin LeBranda and Luciano Vecchio, Vecchio the artists. And Giafo uh, does additional layouts. Matt Miller does the colors. Uh, Eve Ewing, I was not familiar with who she was, Stephen. She is not a comic book writer. No. She, uh, So I went to Wikipedia to see who the heck she is. She is an academic writer and visual artist from Chicago. She's an assistant professor at the School of Social Service Administration at the University of Chicago. Her academic research in the sociology of education—that's what she specializes in. Okay, she is also a poet. She has done poetry, prose, and journalism. Okay, and so there you go. That's that's her background, Stephen. She does a lot of. Uh, I think her her big her big thing is um. Her big thing is obviously focusing on. Um, the public education system, and the effects of closing
3: schools
1: in underprivileged urban minority neighborhoods, right? Um, so interesting, um, interesting choice as a writer for this title. Sure, um, I will say that she. Uh, uh, it depends on what you want to do with the title. Is sh- if she's a good choice or not? Mm-hmm. Okay, they're obviously trying to match her. With the character. The character is black and female and from Chicago. So they got a black female writer from Chicago. Right. Okay. So you're trying to match the character, the writer with the character. uh, Ewing appears to have a very, um, it it depends on how you want to view it. Either, I guess in the positive, it is a focused worldview. Mm -hmm. In the negative, and maybe it's a narrow worldview. But, um, um, so I guess if you want this title to be a laser beam to a niche audience, that's mm-hmm. a good thing to pick her as the writer. Sure. If you want this to be a mass market, mass appeal audience to a wide demographic of readers, then she might not be your best choice for the writer. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, it depends on what, the <laughs> what Marvel wants to do with it. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. I Okay. It I, I, yeah, I it depends yeah. on what your what your goal is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with super serving a niche audience with a sure. niche title. That's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, the long and short of it is we get a we get introduced to Riri Williams her backstory that her father uh, was shot and killed, and her, her or he died before she was born. then her stepfather was shot and killed. And her best friend Natalie was shot and killed, and um, and um, she just lived with her mom. And mm-hmm. she's from a bad urban neighborhood in Chicago and now she's at MIT that's Mm -hmm. where her lab is and that's where she gets all of her research funding I guess Mm -hmm. and creates all of her amazing things and we begin with her arriving at her lab and seeing that the dean of MIT has decided to give a tour of her lab to a a contingent of global diplomats Mm and she's not thrilled about people being in her lab, but she goes ahead and does a little tour, and while she's doing the tour and showing off, the whole point of this is to show that she's a a big brain technologist.
3: Yeah, and also to show that the people there don't care unless, oh, this thing is a 3D printer and it shoots lasers. Ooh.
1: Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And while they're there, one of the devices goes off and starts shooting lasers, and the dean's like, oh, you know, someone could get killed. We should maybe address why you even have your own lab if you can't. Make it safe. Right. It seemed like an over the top approach by the, sure. a, a cartoonish reaction by yeah. the dean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, w- what just happened here? Mm-hmm. It, it it didn't seem to fit at all.
2: Sure.
1: Um, and so then the dean leaves, um, and takes all the people with him. And Riri sits there in her lab, and she's looking at the device that malfunctioned. And she's approached by uh, two other MIT students that ask her to go get something to eat and. She's like, no, no, i got work to do. And they're like, oh, dear, she works too much. I can't be healthy. So now we know she's work-driven and doesn't mm-hmm. socialize much. Yeah, Okay, so that's mm-hmm. what we're establishing, that she's super smart, work-driven, doesn't socialize a lot. Mm-hmm. Got it. From a bad neighborhood. And then we cut to one of the buildings on at, at, at Harvard University getting taken over by a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And Riri is alerted by this, and so she armors up and flies off, and we find the bad guy is... Some vertigo-like character, <laughs> like little circles, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Inducing vertigo. mm mm-hmm. uh, He controls sound. Yeah. And he works for the Ten Rings.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Uh,
1: Mandarin. Ding,
3: ding, ding. Um I <laughs> yeah, Gotta have
1: that. Gotta have that. And um, so it, Ironheart arrives there, and she does a little um, reconnaissance on the bad guy named Clash. Mm-hmm. He is a blonde haired blue-eyed, white man, Steven.
3: So you know he's the bad guy. Uh, <laughs> he worked for the for the for the brunette white man, Spider Man. You know he bad bad guy. Say, hmm, brunette, Br- I will let him slide. <laughs> I will let him slide, but barely.
1: Um, so, uh, anyhow, she figures up a way to try to get in there to take down the bad guy, and uh, she sneaks into the building, and you get a big fight. Um, and she decides the best way to, to beat this guy is to find a safe room, and from within the safe room, she can be protected from the bad guy's powers. that will draw the bad guy to her, essentially. Um, what what I find funny is she takes a general with her, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and so she takes the general with her, her to get the general to unlock the safe room because mm-hmm. it's coded to his eyes. Right, and she's like, she's like telling him, quick. Uh, y- you got surgery clearance, right? So y- you use-, use the retinal scanner and open it up. And he's like, huh? And she's like, your eyeball. Like, Who doesn't know what a retinal scanner... First of all, I'm not a general. <laughs> and I know what a retinal scanner is. Uh, my son's my oldest son's 14. My younger one's 11. They both know what a retinal scanner is. Yeah. I think a general would know what a retinal scanner <laughs> We already know that Riri's smart. You don't have to make everyone around her like Cro-Magnon stupid. To accentuate that she's smart, <laughs> that was a hilarious moment. Anyhow, in the safe room, um, we they're in the safe room, and uh, the bad guy comes looking for, her and he brings with him all of the the global people, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that are being held captive, and you get a fight, fight, fight. We repartee, and she finally comes up with a technological, techno babble reason. Yeah to take down his sonar powers. Mm-hmm. And um, as he's being arrested and led away, he hands her the disc with the 10 ring symbols on it and says, mm-hmm. maybe you know, we're more alike than you think. Maybe uh, you deserve this more than I do. Dun-bum-bum. And then the police officer's like, hey, good job, On Heart. Are you going to go celebrate now, kick back with some friends? What cop would ever ask that? Does... What? Maybe, yeah. Not has, has, not... Has, has Ewing ever met a cop? You'd be yeah. lucky like if the cop even said thank you
3: yeah mm-hmm. okay if they if and if they said i mean if you wanted to go movie cop it'd be like oh yeah go kick back and relax you did good or something yeah. like that
1: you did good kid we'll take did over good from
3: kid we got it we we'll take over there <laughs> but this whole like what are you gonna do to back. It's like, wait, yeah wait. Kinda it just, it's kind of weird just very intrusive <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they
1: were all, and then she goes back to her lab and she has a memory about her dad and then she wakes up and it's a phone call and it's a friend from her old neighborhood it's his boy from her old neighborhood um xavier and they start talking and talking, and it's just th- – this part, it's like teenage girl soap opera, Stephen. I, I, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It's just teenage girl soap opera, which mm-hmm. is fine if you're a teenage girl. Rock on. Sure. Read it. You'll enjoy it. I'm yeah. not a teenage girl. I don't like soap operas. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, but just talking about, you know, oh, my mom just uh, – Saver's like, my mom was talking to your mom. She's worried about you. They asked me to call, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I'm fine. Just call me. Just check up on me. I'm fine. Good night. And he's like, no, no, no. Hey. Uh, is that a Geordie visor you got there? Yeah. And I like Jordy, And she's like, well, you're going to make fun of me? I'm a cosplayer. You're going to make fun of me because I'm nerdy and a cosplayer? He's like, no, I like Star Trek, too. And...
3: Yeah, and they start in and this, then, and they start to bond. And he's and like, then, yeah,
1: you, Nick, yeah. Uh, I like Next Generation because of Jordy. Uh Okay, so... You only like Next Generation because they're the one black guy on the cast. <laughs> Could you make yourself sound any more racist? <laughs> like Why really? Like
3: Wasn't Huru not enough for you in the original? <laughs> I know. And then he's like,
1: "But you ever watch Deep Space Nine? Yeah, Cisco is the dude." And then it's just I will
3: the, say, it's kid. That's that's how kids talk, though. <laughs> I guess
1: so. And then um, then they start bonding over music and 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 fashion and. TV Whatever. shows and then yeah. Xavier plays her some of his music and she's like, oh, this is so cool and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and then he's like, well, why'd you become Ironheart? And so they start talking about how where they come from and all the people they've lost and right. who she's lost and why she's become Ironheart. And mm. it just goes on and on and on. And finally they decide to hang up because it's like four in the morning and they'll talk tomorrow. And then Riri looks at her computer armor and the AI that she hasn't given a personality to yet. Mm-hmm. She makes mention how it's just a generic computer AI at this moment. Yeah. It's not like uh, uh, Iron Man has Pepper or.
3: Yeah, uh, Friday.
1: Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly the AI appears in the form of Natalie, her dead friend. Yeah. So it, on its own, the AI has created its own personality. Yes. And that's the end of the issue. Ironheart number one. What'd you think?
3: Okay gotta stretch of course (laughs) um so i've never really been a big fan of this character i mean she hasn't really been around that long no but um the only time i thought was something was even remotely interesting done with her was when they did the infinity back when i thought infinity countdown was going to lead to something yes I read those tie-ins. I read the Champions tie-in because oh, it's time Infinity yes. countdown. and I really liked that they had her deeply affected by the fact that Thanos just wrecked her shit. Yes, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well that's 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 kind of interesting. Everybody else is all, oh, oh just like dude, like we <laughs> that was Thanos, and we just got our asses kicked. Yes, but um, and at, and when it started out, you know, I was going over the backstory. Backstory, I didn't know. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. Okay. Well, that's that's kind of interesting. It's you know she rose up, got out here. She's really smart. Did the stuff on her own. And I mean, as far as just the character goes, when she's not in the suit, mm-hmm. I kind of like her. Mm-hmm. I think she's an like an interesting type of superhero, at least in like for the demographic that she's serving. She's very smart. Yes. very kind of antisocial. She doesn't want to talk to anybody. Yes. All about work. Mm -hmm. Uh, And definitely a contrast from Iron Man. Yes. who is definitely the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, here we go. This is, um, this news is interesting. Kind of. Um, I want to see where it goes, but Mm -hmm. when the suit comes on and the quips start going, I'm like, super generic, please stop doing that. And then, and I get why they're doing this because Uh they really want to show the intelligence, but the techno babble. Yes. Started getting it was an overload. I was like, come it, on, all right, we don't need to know everything about what she's thinking. It was crazy to overload. Say, the techno babble, holy yeah, cow! She reverses the sound wave, she oh. come through, Say something like that. We don't need to go through that Ooh, in Star yeah. Trek, which they referenced. They just said tachyons, that's what it is. Just yeah, go with it, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, dude. You nailed it. The techno babble is way was, overkill, that was, yeah. That was it, was, was mind numbingly <laughs> bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally.
3: And then the like the plan, the, like at first I thought, okay, she's she's luring the people into the sa- to the safe room so she can knock him out and protect the people inside. Yeah, that's what it is, right? And then it started flooding, and now she's doing the flood thing. Like, wait, wait, what? What are you doing? It's yes. is so simple. Don't do that. Yes. And um,
1: everything's overly convoluted because she's yeah. so smart. They're trying to get across that she's so yeah, smart. yeah, she's so, so smart. Gonna, she's thought everything. We're gonna had. make everything overly convoluted.
3: Yeah, and so that was not. Ideal. I I did like the uh, this the action scene was okay. It was um, paint
1: by numbers, dude.
3: Paint by numbers, but I, mean, I and maybe it's because I like the art. Oh, art's nice. The art was really nice. I, I liked how that went, and I liked at the end where Clash gave her the tin rings. And mm-hmm. I don't know where they're gonna go with that. But that's interesting. It's like, okay. mm-hmm. And I know it. It was. Grinding nails on a chalkboard for you. the The last talk was like, well, okay, I relate to that because that's how I found some of my friends. Like it was really awkward and all that. But then we find something that we like. And it goes into it. It's like, okay, well, that's nice. That's cute. It's eight uh, maybe pages. It's eight. That I was gonna say eight that pages it is eight even. pages. Good God. Um, I like Oof. the. I like the. I like how they approach it, but not how they executed it. How about yep. That? Indeed. And then at the very end, with the AI assuming its own. Um, identity, identity, that was like, oh, okay, well, that's... Nice little twist. That's a little twist. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be the dead friend. That's yes. Cra- it's a little weird. But a little creepy. I was like, well, I might want to know what's going on with that. So, it's right. it's it's a mixed bag, but hey, you know what? Mm. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Oh,
1: it could have been much worse.
3: And so, I'm, I'm kind of wavering. I might give it another two issues, the three issue rule, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, so I was, I was, I was mostly pleasantly surprised.
1: I, I it was, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's, I, sure. I, I, think uh, it's just not, it's not for you. It's not, right. It's just not for me, which sure. is okay, which is perfectly fine. I, yeah. I, I, found the, Um. I found the action to be really, really paint by numbers. Yeah. And I found the excessive, excessive techno babble mm-hmm. to be highly unnecessary. And it yeah. just got in the way of the action scene yeah. and just made it a chore to read. Yeah, you don't need to, to... Over exp- over-explain it. Yeah. And again, that's someone who doesn't rate, write comics. And a lot of it mm-hmm. goes from your de- – Marvel keeps hiring people that don't write comics. Yeah. And and I, because they just really want a, a certain person. Mm-hmm. As the writer.
3: Yeah, and not even someone who's written science fiction. No,
1: no. And so, you know, you write prose, Mm -hmm. you're a journalist, you know, putting in the facts is important. Prose has a lot of words, but in comics, Mm -hmm. you don't want death by exposition. Yeah. It's, It's too much in a fight scene. It's too much. Nobody just it's so much it's so much narration. She monologues all the way through yeah. this fight scene and it's so much monologuing, Steven. And mm-hmm. the techno battle, it's it's too much. It's way too much. It just I mean, there's a couple of panels where it's just her standing there just monologuing the hell out of the what she's going to do next.
3: Yeah. It's too the, much. It's like we got we got the intelligence thing by what she was showing to the people. Right. Like, we didn't need to have that whole thing going on.
1: No. So Uh, I was very unimpressed by the action. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that Ewing does a really good job getting you an excellent feel for Riri Williams' character. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think she does a great job fleshing out her character. Mm -hmm. I think she does a great job giving you her backstory, Mm -hmm. how she operates, and um, um, her personal conflicts.
3: Yeah.
1: And her inner demons, Mm -hmm. right?
3: Um, Certainly a
1: better job than Bendis ever did. Much better job than Bendis ever did. Way better, way better. So she feels more like a real life person than ever before, Mm -hmm. by far. I mean, it's not even close. Way more. Um, And the scene with her and and her friend, you know, is absolutely reads. Real,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is very realistic, yeah, and it makes her seem much more realistic. And it does a great job fleshing out her character.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just I'm not a teenage girl, yeah. This is what a teenage girl wants to read, mm-hmm. they want to read about a boy who cares about talking and cares about their hey, this is why I know it's not real because th- it's not how we are. <laughs> the only reason why a boy does that is because we're trying to get in the pants, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's what women want men to be like. They want us to care about feelings and talking and let's talk about our feelings and we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Yeah. We don't. We try to do that as little as possible. Okay? Yeah. What, however little of it I have to do to make my wife happy is how much I'm going to do. <laughs> okay? It's just being a guy. But yeah. stories like this that really, really focus on let's talk about our feelings, mm-hmm. that tells you that this comic is targeting teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Which again, is perfectly fine. I have yeah. no problem with it. Mm-hmm. No problem with that. It's well done for what it is. Yeah. For a teenage girl comic, it is well done. I think teenage girls will probably like it. I don't know if white suburban teenage girls will get that much out of it. Probably not. But uh black teenage girls for sure would like it. Mm-hmm. Um for sure. Yeah. So uh and maybe maybe there are teenage girls that would like it. Yeah. I In general.
3: Maybe nerdy. Like maybe nerdy, nerdy teenage, girls teenage girls will like girls, yeah. it, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know, but I, for sure it's targeting teenage girls. Sure. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. It's their style of story because, yes, boys and girls do like different types of stories. Okay. <laughs> I just hate to break it to you. A teenage male
3: yeah. isn't
1: going to want to read this. Yeah. A teenage male is never going to re- want to read this. Yeah. Never going to want to read this. The
3: only exception with that kind of story is mainly the Disney movies. But that's just because we all watched them when we were kids, so we're used to them.
1: So, right. You know? But no teenage boy is gonna want to read this, Stephen. No, probably not. <laughs> definitely not. <Yeah. laughs> no, no, no. Adult male is gonna want to read this. I mean, it's just not gonna happen. No. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. So you've definitely got a comic that's targeting teenage female readers. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's yeah. fine. It's mm-hmm. just not. Just not me. Sure. Um, and I think um, this title probably will end up with low sales numbers. Numbers.
3: Probably. Because Most, yeah.
1: You're cutting out a huge percentage. You're just Mm -hmm. not. You're simply agreeing at the start that we're not targeting Mm -hmm. a huge demographic of our readership
2: Mm -hmm. base.
1: Which again, I have no problem with. Look on the flip side, I have no problem if Marvel wants to roll out a comic that targets only preteen boys. I have no problem with that. Just, just you can't expect big numbers to come with it Mm -hmm. if you do that. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes fans are. Being willfully obtuse, if this title only sells 20,000 units and they get upset, yeah, it, you, you can't get upset. It, 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 it's targeting a smaller demographic.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So you can't ding the title for that. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely say that this is well written, though. Mm -hmm. This is well-written. I I have to give it credit. The fight scene has some writing issues. Yeah. Um, But in terms of character work, Mm Stephen, this is the best character work I have ever seen on Riri Williams' character Mm -hmm. by by a long shot. Ewing, in one issue, has done so much better, a thousand times better than Bendis did his entire time with the character.
3: Yeah. It's not even close,
1: Mm Stephen. I mean, Ewing... Light years ahead of Bendis. Yes, this is the first time real Williams' characters actually seem real, mm-hmm. like a real character, a yeah. real life character. Yes. Um, so big, big, uh, big props for that. That's mm-hmm. that's impressive. That's a good job. Yeah, that's a good job. Absolutely. Um, how would you grade out the issue?
3: Um, I would give the issue. Um, i trying to keep in mind who, keeping in mind who it's for. Correct. Um, I'll get, I'll give a I'll give a personal and then I'll give just one like for right. the for the audience that it's for for the audience that it's for I would probably say that it's maybe maybe an eight because I think that if you're know, the target audience you'll probably see a lot of yourself here you get to see a um, uh, younger girl who's really smart kicking ass mm-hmm. and um, being intelligent that's and that's but also that's being a, socially awkward with problems exactly being mm-hmm. a real person she actually seems that, that's something yeah. she doesn't seem like a Mary Sue. Yes, she, she seems does like, seem a like a real, real person. life person. Yeah, she has a f- uh, the well flaws. Yeah, um, I mean maybe they're just quirks. Like yeah, this is part of her personality. It's yeah. not really flaws f- per se. Just but she has a personality like a real human. Yes, exactly. Like positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. And um, and and the art. I mean, the art's gonna be the same for both. I actually really like the art a lot. I'm gonna give it an eight.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, mm-hmm. For me personally, I mean. Um, I w- for the writing, I would probably give it a, I'll give the, I'll give it a six because it's, I mean, it's kind of like in the middle, but it's on the better side because first of all, it took a character I had no interest in mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. and made her a real character, someone that I, um, not that I could identify with, but it's like, I can identify that person mm-hmm. is like, okay, that's the kind of person this problem's like, and I kind of like, okay, well, I understand her a little bit more now. Yes. And, um, and there was some stuff in there that i thought were like interesting setups mm-hmm. maybe for for the future mm-hmm. and um so yeah like it t- like like it, seriously i had no interest in this character oh i agree with you so uh, turning around zero. like that yes is pretty impressive i think i agree so um yeah i'd give it a, i'd give it a 6 maybe not for me but mm-hmm. um still uh, still solid right. i think yeah
1: I would go... I'm going to do different scores as well for you. Sure. Uh, just, just like you did. Um, uh, I think that... I think that... Uh, yeah, it's amazing. They took a character... Ewing took a character that mm-hmm. I could have cared less about.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, I just, I just zero interest in this character and actually made a real character. It, it, seriously, I cannot emphasize enough how much I am blown away that in one issue, Ewing was able to make Riri a real character when mm-hmm. Bendis couldn't do this in I don't know how many years he's made since he made the character. Yeah. It's phenomenal how much better she is than Bendis.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's mind blowingly phenomenal. Yeah. Um, for for teen, uh, the score for teenage girls, that is the audience. Yes. Teenage girls, I would give this eight Night Girls out of 10.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really well written. Mm-hmm. Riri Williams is really well written. The character work is great, and I can see as a teenage female. Mm-hmm. This being a really enjoyable comic book, a really enjoyable comic book, very impressive. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, as a male, an adult male, I mean, it's like a Fortnite Girls out of 10, it's boring. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, it's boring. I can appreciate the character, don't get me sure, wrong. I, sure. I, I appreciate the character. Yeah. I can appreciate the good character work, mm-hmm. but it, it's boring. I, there's yeah. nothing in here that even remotely interests me. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, you could not pick an issue. I mean, again, the issue doesn't offend, <laughs> sure. it, it's, it's not a bad issue. It's, I, I can objectively recognize the good writing mm-hmm. and the good character work and the amazing job Ewing does with the character in just one issue. Mm-hmm. I, but it's utterly boring. There's literally zero in here that I found even remotely interesting. Yeah. So for me, it's a four night girls out of 10. Yeah. Uh, The art, I think, is nice. Seven night girls out of 10. I like the artwork. Mm -hmm. I would absolutely recommend for female readers, Mm -hmm. for female teenage readers, buy Ironheart number one. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You'll probably like it. Yeah. I I really, I think I could safely recommend this to any female teenage reader. I Mm -hmm. think you'll like it. I even think that females in their 20s might like it. Because they're young yeah. enough to they still remember the teen years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's um,
3: like I recognize the mm-hmm. how people talk to each other. Yeah, yeah so I
1: think the, I think even females in their twenties might enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for everybody else, pass. Yeah. Pass. If you're an adult male or a teenage male, don't mm-hmm. bother. You're gonna Unless you, you're, you
3: have a daughter and you want them to read I something. Mean,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, sure. Of good. course, <laughs> buy it for your kid. <laughs> sure. oh, yeah, I agree, but I'm saying mm-hmm. for for you yourself, mm-hmm. if you're an adult male or uh, a teenage boy, sure. preteen boy, pass. Yeah, You're going to be bored. It's, it, you're not going to find it interesting. Yeah. And, um, and um, you know, that's how I'd look at it. Okay. But much better. So oh, much sure. better than I was expecting, Stephen. Sure. I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, I couldn't believe it. So kudos to Ewing for actually taking a Bendis yep. character and making something out of mm-hmm.
3: it. Yep, and fans, it's up to you now. You
1: have to make this a success. Again, So Marvel is doing their job. They have put a good writer, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a good writer on the title, and a good artist on the title, and they have delivered what absolutely does not... By the way,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Ironheart may be an all-new, all-different character. Yeah, This is not an all-new, all-different title. No. It is not written like an all-new, all-different title at all. No, absolutely not. So Marvel is doing exactly what they we've asked them to do, Mm -hmm. we've begged them to do, right title, I mean the right... Writer mm-hmm. with the right type of story. Yep. Um, Marvel's doing it. They're giving fans a well-written title, mm-hmm. well-drawn title. that is not delivered like all new, all different crap. Yes. This is a legit, well-written title.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: If it doesn't sell well, you not. You can't blame Marvel. Yeah.
3: That's can't on blame Marvel.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm giving. I'm going to start to give Marvel a pat if they keep cranking out titles like Ironheart. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start giving Marvel a complete pass if these titles don't do well. It's on the fans. Yeah, that's right. It's totally on the fans.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you know a teenage girl, and you're not recommending this title,
3: mm-hmm. don't play Marvel. Yeah,
1: just it's don't play fault. Marvel. Yep, plain and simple. So, anyhow, all right, Steve. All right. Pretty good. Uh,
3: pretty surprising collection of comics this week. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was surprised. Yeah, only one that I didn't like. Yeah, at all. I know, and <laughs> I did not think
1: that going in this week. Yeah, I mean, just to be honest, I didn't think that, but yeah, yeah. I didn't think so either pretty darn surprising. Yep. All right, well, wow, on that massive bombshell, <laughs> on the bombshell that Steven and Rock both just read an Ironheart comic and were blown away by the character work.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We have to end it on that note. Yes, we do. Until next time, my friend. Viva la revolucion.